You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back Monday, 7th of December, I believe. Nuts deep in the silly season um, and just ready to dribble and yarn for the punter and the dribbler. Keep your ears lubed as we, uh, you know, inch closer towards the summer test cricket, which we're all dripping for. Uh, I'm obviously joined by my uh, offside, a right-hand man, confidant. Not a lover, though. Uh, Edward Simpson, how are you? I'm, I'm very well. I'm very well. As you said, we're, we're balls deep in silly season, so I'm having a great time. Um, lovers, I mean, look, I think there's there's different forms of love, Tom. I love you, yet we're not lovers. Well, again, I sort of feel like we could be. We I'm are. Not, well, I'm not putting a line through anything, but mm. I'm just saying that it currently as it stands, we aren't intimate in that way. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. No, like, I mean, Butter and Dribbler might have assumed. Well, they might have assumed that. I mean, we've got a very open-minded audience, Eddie. I just mm. think that sometimes they might be like, I wonder. Mm. And we're just clearing it up for you. If you did wonder. Now you know. Now you know. You might have. There's good nothing, chance you did. There's nothing going on. There's a good chance you did. Yeah. But just so you know, there's nothing going on right now. Um, <laughs> let's see what the future holds. Let's see. Exactly. I don't want to rule anything out. Eddie, we had a good weekend, didn't we? We did. Well, it was a Friday. Well, it was a good Friday. Good Friday. But, you know, once the bell sounds, and by the bell I mean 12 p.m. on a Friday, then it is the weekend. Yes. Technically. Technically. Uh, that's so, that's obviously in the silly season bylaws. Yes, exactly. Look them up. Look midday, them up. Midday Friday, silly season. That's right. Midday Friday, it's a wrap for the yeah, fucking the bell sounds the week. Um, we got a shout out to uh, Doctor V, Kimberly, and Richard for taking us out for a lunch. Have we been moving shitloads of product, and they took us out for lunch? Yeah. We celebrated each other. Celebrated a a, a holy union. Union. Um, and fantastic company. They were great. We had they a, were fantastic. We had a great day. Went down to Mateo in Double Bay. Yep. Couple of heavy hitters down there. Loose linen shirt, Sonny's on, mm. and Rose mm. by the buttload. <laughs> I showed Tim Dumbrell that photo, or it came up because. What photo? Of us at lunch. I didn't see it. Have you well, got I it? didn't see it. Well, I saw it because Richard, I think, sent it to like Nicola. You know, mate. Oh, yeah, because they're friends. Family yeah, friends. Yeah. And Tim was like, Tom looks like a fucking mafioso because you, you have the big beard, you got the sunnies on, you got the linen. He's Can like, I please see he looks like a heavy. Photo. Get the photo. Uh, yeah, he's heavy. Yeah, wait, he's he, not a heavy. Uh, listen, he's heavy. Uh, sure. Weight coming down though, punish dribblers. I don't know the photo. Where the fuck? I don't have it. it. It was shown to me on a phone. Oh, okay. Well, I would love to see myself looking like a mafioso lord. Now he didn't say I looked fat though, did he? He was more saying that I looked cool. That's what I'm getting, <laughs> and that's that's fantastic. Thank you, Tim Dumbrell. Uh, great day. On the rosés, looking like mafiosos. When we left lunch, Eddie, it's safe to say that we were fucked. Respectfully. Respectfully. Like, we kept a little... Like, we ba- well behaved, but, like, we left there, you know, rosé'd up. We left rosé'd up. That's fair to say. Uh, I don't... I mean, it's a bit... I, rem- I remember what we did, but it's, like, sort of... Did we go to another pub after that? We went to the Oak. Went to the Oak. Nipped out for a right. couple in the yeah, park and then went to yeah, Seb's. Yeah. Sat in the park for a little bit and had a couple of beers. Well, it was a nice afternoon. Watched the sunset in the park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had a couple of souls from yeah. memory. Yeah. Soul. Well, because Corona's mm. apparently sold out everywhere. Can you just do all that, please? Uh, apparently, and I find this mental, that Corona, because of the coronavirus, I don't know if it's going out of business. I can understand sales taking a hit, 
But can we not? I don't think they've taken a hit. They definitely took a hit when it all happened. I don't think they did. Look it up. That's exactly what he's doing. Good. I was on the understanding that Corona taked it, took a bit of a hit because of coronavirus. But they were like, yeah, when me and Paso were getting the beers, I don't know. There was some. He, he they said something again. I'd had too much rosé, but he said something about Corona like being sold out everywhere, production shortages or something like that. We'll find out in a second. But I'm just shocked if that's the case because Corona. Uh, you know, a fantastic beverage. Obviously, we didn't have blokes there because these loser stockists in Double Bay didn't have it. Know that. But I was just surprised to, to hear that. You know what I mean? Shocked. How are you going over there? Yeah, good. So you can definitely tell here there's a few articles from around February, March where it did take a hit. So initially, people weren't buying Coronas and their stocks took a bit of a hit. Just trying to find more current stories. Just to see Can what you the see if it's like now. Corona sold out Australia? Is Corona sold out in Australia? Yeah. Question mark. Um, no news really here. People panic buying in Adelaide. Well, that was in November though. Is this bloke just... Is he going the wool pool? Well, but the thing is... We don't then, sell Corona, drink this instead. No, because then there was another thing. Then Steph went to get some Coronas for something she was doing on Sunday. She was like, they were sold out. Different venue. Weird. She had souls. Very odd. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. By the by. Three sheets to the wind were we Friday afternoon <laughs> and into the evening. Great night. Then I had to, on Saturday, go and sit in a church service as I waited to meet a priest. Good Lord. Yeah. So. How long were you in there for? Uh, well, I mean, what I got home at like one thirty, two o'clock. I was up at 8. Church by church by nine. How long in church for? An hour. Jesus Christ. With a crying baby. Sweaty. I can't it's even remember what I did Saturday morning. Well, let me. That's just, the difference. Yeah. The, trust Couldn't me. tell you. I've got no idea. So Steph and her mother, not religious at all, but there's some sort of you know Catholic ties. It's like oh you know like get Evie Chris and I'm like. I don't care, right? I'm not religious. So I'm like, sure, if you want to get a christened, fine. Just like, as long as I don't have to like be involved in anything outside of the actual service. I'll go to the service. I'll bloody, you know, dunk her in the water or whatever the fuck. Do what you got to do. On. But I just don't want to have to like do anything to organize it because I don't fucking care. I'm not religious. Yep. Sweet. Steph said that was fine. Roll fast forward to... Friday when you and me are three sheets to the wind. It's like, don't forget, we're going to the church in Bondi Junction to meet the priest to get Evie baptized. I'm like, well, why Why am I coming to that? She's like, because they need to meet the mum and the dad. And I'm like, I thought I made it pretty clear that I was going to be absolved of all responsibilities around this. And now I'm finding out that I'm mid-bend and I'm going to get up at Sparrow's Fart to go and sit in a church. You kept that quiet. Because I thought... I, I just you don't want to bring the mood down. Well, I don't want to be. I'm trying. I didn't want to. Be, oh, on Friday. Yeah. No, I was. I just was putting it out of my mind. Mm, that's what I meant. Yeah. And and so you know, I'm in there church. Not many people in church. I don't know if the Lord's t stocks are, are down. Church wasn't very full. Look, I don't know if this is correct, but I'm pretty sure the Lord's stocks in the at the Australian attendance department have been taking a hit for some time. There was like, no I one... think he's on oily rag sort of stuff. Now, 
I don't think the Lord cares. He's no. more of a rugby league test cricket sort of guy than, yeah. than attendance-based. Yes. He's not a big attendance guy. No. Now, am I speaking for the Lord? Yeah, I am. But, you know, he speaks to us yeah, and I yeah, speak yeah, to you, you the punter and the exactly, dribbler. Yeah. And again, he's not a big attendance guy, so that doesn't shock me whatsoever. Right. It's but, not. It's not what he pushes. No, it's not what he pushes. But I was still shocked. I mean, I was the only person. Well, with Steph and Evie, like we brought the age, the average age in that room down significantly. It was no one younger than sixty-five, and of those people, there was like twelve people there. Anyway, Evie's getting baptized. Everyone, so plan your weekends accordingly. I don't know when it's happening, but I can't wait. Because obviously that'll be like on a fucking Saturday at three in the morning or something after I've done something else. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's something to look forward to, Eddie. Good, mate. Good. I actually remember what I did. I went and got a Christmas tree. You got a Christmas tree. So nip down to Manly Scouts. I mean, we go down to the Scouts because I'm like, you know what? I will support the Scouts. I've got no fucking idea what they do or what, what the whole Scouts setup is. Nor but do Scouts I. come out at Christmas. Is, it a scout, is Scouts a Christmas thing? Well, they're or selling a, Christmas trees at Christmas time, but and that's a, the only time I see them. Are you a scout year round, or are you only a scout? No, I'm a scout at Christmas time. You're a scout at Christmas time, but I don't know what the scouts do outside of that. Tie knots. Yeah, I, look. Yeah, but how many knots can one tie? I mean, that's that's a question for a scout. And I tell you what, there was ropes set up around trees, and they had the Christmas trees laying against the rope. I wasn't blown away by the by the the knotmanship, but that the way I wasn't the, blown away by the fact they were able to use the ropes to such a an effect. Sure, but I mean, look, if that's all you're doing, day to day, yeah, month to month, year to year, yeah, if you're in the knot game full time, I would I wanted to see a bit more knotmanship. That's yeah, right. All. You almost want to see like a spider's web of knots. Well, like, that's what I. That's you've what got I to be a savant like a spider is with. Yeah, webs. yeah. And because like the, there was Christmas trees falling over everywhere. Oh, so it wasn't, they, they didn't have a control of the situation. Oh, so these knots weren't good. No. As that's, I said. Yeah. Well, okay. Sorry, that flies in the face of everything I knew about <laughs> scouts, which was greatest knotmen and women going around. That's what I thought they were for: tying knots, getting badges. Wearing weird outfits. Yeah. That's what I thought. Now, did you get a tree? Was it a good tree? Went down there. Now, it was... I don't know what time it was. I think it was about 11 o'clock after brekkie. Not that many trees there. Obviously, there'd been a surge of punters and dribblers feverish to get the best trees. Mm. So, there was fuck all left. And we... To the point where... You got a bung tree? We we left. You didn't get one? Yeah. Fuck I felt a bit guilty about it. Because like, shit, I don't support the scouts. But the, the trees were mangy. So these weren't good trees. They were mangy trees. Nipped around the corner to Harris Farm, 99 bucks, full, proud, plump thick, tree. plump, gorgeous yeah. trees. All for 99 bucks, which I thought was pretty well priced because the scouts were trying to jag you with bloody... For, for a tree that size, that plumpness, the scouts wanted like 140. Oh, the scouts are trying to... Yeah. These scouts are trying to come for the wallet. <laughs> Fuck Forget the knots. Yeah, no. These scouts They're in the wallet game. Yeah, okay. Nah, sorry, scouts. So I did Beat that, it. got the tree, uh, and then went to Tom Gleason, comedian. Oh, yeah. Saturday night, Opera House. Didn't mind him. Didn't mind him. Didn't mind him. Like, I'm pretty easy in terms of, like, what I'll laugh at, especially in person. Yeah. I find shit's funnier in person. Definitely. He had me laughing. Well, that's time. all you want. Oh, fuck yeah. Had you giggling? Had me giggling, mate, this, mate. And this is sold out, Opera House? No. Hard, like, it was, like, COVID sold out. Oh, I don't even think it was sold out. It was COVID. COVID, whatever. Impacted. Yeah. But I had a couple of beers, a couple of wines, had a giggle. Perfect. Made it out. Good for you. I was, uh, I slept in the middle of the day and then bed early. Yeah. Daddy was wrecked. But Daddy did get up Sunday, hot Sunday, 
thick ropes county. I'm not going to get into anything that I did because I feel like it's getting monotonous, you know what I mean? And everyone just sort of is expecting me to. But I did obviously get another 50 again. Um, but what was in, what was a, the real impressive part of the day, I think, was that we, we bowled first like shit. They put 200 on us. And then the Birmingham brothers went into open. Willie Berms, Tommy Berms, and we were none for a hundred. It was it was like you know Steve War and Mark War just plundering runs. Willie B, first time I'd ever retired, hitting some of the biggest sixes Australia's ever seen. Mm. Humongous. He's a strong boy. He's a big, broad-shouldered, strong Australian man. He's a strong boy. Look at his arms. Look at his pipes. Dude, he's jacked. His pipes are huge. And he was hitting some of these sixes. It was just like holy fuck. We were on track. We were. We had a like. So after Until you weren't. Well, we both retired, and then the wheels fell off. Um, <laughs> nothing you can do about that. We tried our hearts out, um, but outside of that, you know, another it was a loss for the thick ropes. We only lost by thirty runs, and you know, I did get man of the match for the third week in a row. And obviously, the questions are starting to ask about whether I'm too good for the the division. But that's not a question for now, guys. Too good obviously. for the division seven. Well, I mean, I just I haven't been out really for like fucking six weeks. So just like if you think of it that way, then yeah, maybe those questions need to start being answered. I don't know. Or maybe I am Don, the Don 3.0. Maybe. If it's sort of Don Smudge, me. Maybe. Again, though, it's not about... It's hard to argue with the numbers. It's hard to argue with the numbers. But I think we should move on from that and into great lickings of all time. Because the last week, Eddie... We've seen some of the great lickings of all time for our man over here, Dior Dave. He's been copping it from all angles. He's been licked half to death. Yeah. never. I've never seen a man lick this good. He's been licked. You're clean. I'm clean. There's nothing on me right now. I'm no. like down to the most coarse bit of my skin. They're going to hit bone soon. Mm. Yeah. He's been yeah. licked within an inch of his life. Yeah. yeah. You've licked three or four layers off. Yeah. Yeah. So the P's and D's obviously, you know, look, Dior Dave, he's obviously, you know, job satisfaction. He's, he's a happy man, right? Is you know greatest job of his career, interning Halo Sport, out on the piss, telling girls he's got his own podcast, that flexing, might, flexing comes with the territory. Yeah, you got to flex. Got to flex. Got to show it off. What was I just doing? I was flexing. Got to show it off. You got to flex. P's and D's though, they'll lick you. They like to lick. Well, they're lickers by trade. Yeah. Um, couple of memes up on the P's and D's page of Dave sniffing his own farts that were very good. <laughs> Uh, I think some other ones of like D or Dave starter packs, fantastic. Yeah. But the one that really uh, that really got the imagination of the punter and the dribbler going, the one that really hit home was uh, the the cameo uh, video from one Ian Chapel. Can we play that? Yeah, we have to. We have to. For those that haven't heard it, we'll just get it up. Ian in selfie mode, every bit of boomer. And he's been paid 35 big Australian dollars to... Good cash. Yeah. Good money. Real good cash. Well, good value for money. Uh, to rip on D or Dave. So let's hear it. Well, here, uh, D or Dave. I've had a bit of a tip from the Punters and Dribblers Club that uh, you've been telling every available Sheila in Bondi that you're the uh, Hello Sport podcast uh, boss. Well, I've also heard that uh, you follow the Maroons, you've never been to Queensland, and that you're South African. Dave, that's sounding awfully like three strikes. Better be careful, mate. The punters and dribblers are on to you. 
Good luck. <laughs> Three strikes. South African as well. That was a uh, yeah. yeah that's that's Chapelli from left field. Yeah, that's, that is. That's look. He's an older man. You know. <laughs> look, he, I mean, he's had his run-ins over the years. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what can you do? You've got to take your licks. It's a. It was an interesting emotional state I was in. I don't know if I've ever been that kind of honoured and also embarrassed and also licked at the same time. Yeah, dude. So. Triple it was break. a rough week, kind of a half being honoured, half crying, half not being able to go outside because the hot sun is too sensitive on my licked skin. Licked skin, right now, yeah, that so. is a, that is a byproduct. Yeah. But Eddie, um, Charlie Double was the man in question who yeah. uh, who you know paid for, um, well you know orchestrated, 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 orchestrated the uh, Chapelli licking, mm. um, which is probably the finest bit of licking I've ever seen. Orchestrated, produced, conducted, put together. In the together. history of the podcast. In the history of the history podcast, of the maybe the history of the world. It was such pure content. Yeah. So out of the blue, so well put together that I was honestly clapping. Yes. I was clapping while I was watching it going, yeah. this is fucking brilliant. And the P's and D's were as well. And I mean, it was hard to ignore. Was it liked within an inch of its life? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Was it shared... From here to Timbuktu? It was. Yeah. Mm. All through Timbuktu. Yeah. Did my dad's work friends find out what Cameo was and want to sort that out for their Christmas party because of it? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Cameo numbers have gone through the roof. Through the roof. Cameo's been in touch. Cameo's thrilled. They're absolutely thrilled. Stocks, you know, they're pumping and dumping them now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the old-fashioned pump and dump. Yeah. But, I mean, look, you got to pump before you can dump. Correct. And we pumped them. Now... A lot of the P's and D's, Eddie, in the comments section were calling for this to be basically, you know, this calls for a baggy green uh, for Charlie Double. That's what they're calling for. They're calling for it. For services to licking. Services to, to licking. And you and I sort of sat back in our chairs, our huge plush leather chairs. Mahogany. Mahogany. Coloured. Coloured. <laughs> <laughs> And the Chesterfield. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and, you know, had to sort of go, okay. It's not that we ever let the punter and the dribbler decide, but, you know, this is such as the... Well, it's a podcast for the punter and the dribbler, so they have more say than they may realise. They yes. also have no say they've sometimes. Got, they've got no say, but they've got more say than they realise. So I think here now, live, but you'll be hearing it not live, punters and dribblers, on the Hello Sport podcast, I feel that we are now saying that we're inducting Charlie Double into Hello Sport 11. For services to licking and for producing one of the greatest, most most beautiful pieces of content ever produced for the podcast. Yeah. That's why. That's why. Like our friend Danny Exotic got one for going on one of the great benders all time. Yeah. Danny Exotic, Rack and Red fame. He got one for similar reasons. Mm. So like, it's not all about throwing cash at us and getting us the biggest, the best prizes, the best, that, the best that gifts. That sometimes works as well. That sells. That's, I mean, look, we've, we've been over it before. I'm a sucker for the corporate corporate dollar. Yeah. I'm also the sucker for free shit. But, but, Contri contribution to the world, to the page, content. If, you, if you're making good shit, you never know what can happen. It's also December. We're feeling generous. Feeling very generous. Baggy greens flying out the door. Uh, and Charlie Double, welcome to the 11, bro. And at the expense of D or Dave, who's been licked to death. R.I.P. R.I.P. D or Dave. Mm. Um, but P's and D's, uh, 
you know, we've just handed out a baggy grain for services to licking, but uh, we also got a, an email into the inbox throughout the week from a resident muso of the podcast, one of the, one of a few resident musos we got, Marcus Finichario, who's produced music for us before. He content. has. He has. Um, and Dave, I don't think you've heard it, but he has, he's written a song about you, bro. That's what happens when you're on the Top of the Heat podcast. You never know. One day you're bloody... you got people serenading you now, mate. Smoking mm. bongs on mum and dad's couch, and the next you've got people writing songs about you. It's a wild ride. It's a roller coaster. It's a wild ride. Yeah. All right. I'm ready for more licking. Matty and Dior Dave, you sexy fuck. This is actually you, Dior Dave. We're a public bar right now. We're with Hannah and Bella and Noah, and we're all just celebrating this Queensland win. It's my podcast. It's my podcast. And another thing I've been wondering lately Am I crazy or do I have my own show? <laughs> I've been interning for a couple months, baby I start to think maybe I really have my own show That's my podcast That's my podcast That's my podcast Queensland. <laughs> now we're kind of back on the New South Wales. Kind of. This is a question that I kind of thought might come at some point and I was worried about. Where were you born? Where were you born? I was born in Randwick, Sydney, Australia. And where have you lived your whole life? Yeah, Sydney, Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called the state of origin, mate. <laughs> I'm a turncoat. <laughs> Finachario. Finachario. That was pretty fucking oh. impressive. That was unbelievable. That was now, Tom and I were kicking around the idea uh, off the back of Finachario's incredible work of opening up the floor, if you will, to the punters and the dribblers for this year, 2020's edition of the Dallas Christmas Carols. Now, the Christmas Carols are always a little bit, you know, well, last, off the beaten track. Last year it was Sir Donald Beedman, Kelly Slater themed. Yes. And this year it's Dave is a turncoat. D or Dave's a turncoat. Now, to the winner go the spoils. Yeah. Because Tom and I have got a fresh shipment coming in of delicious black corduroy punter and dribbler hats. Of which I'm wearing the only one in existence currently. Now, these have been road tested. We've we've done the R and D. We've sat down with the scientists. We've got these things right. Yeah, they are perfect. Yes, they are. You thought the navy blues were good. You thought the navy blues were good. The midnight blues, <laughs> mate. Now we got the jet black PND. Imagine strolling around fucking the beach this summer. Yeah, going to the in laws this Chrissy in a black corduroy punter and dribbler hat. They go, what's that, mate? You got you got like an hour's worth of content there. Yeah. Now what you got to remember is. As with Finichario's beautiful rendition there, it's not about being a cunt to Dior, Dave. No, it's got to be tasteful. It's got to be tasteful. Dior's been licked to an inch of his life, but the best licks have been the, the 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 best licks for a reason. And it's not like, fuck Dior, Dove, which is, whilst we can understand those sentiments, 
they're not very funny or that helpful. So they're just not that creative. They're not that creative. So it's Christmas carols as well. Remember. So it's got to be done with Christmas cheer. Mm. I also think Eddie. Because this is the like we're asking people to go the big lift here, and whilst these these black hats are fucking fantastic, I feel like the Christmas Carol is a baggy green. You want to upgrade it? Well, it was a baggy green for it was, it but was we a, were in a Christmas mood. Well, but I just think again, Finichario is going to feel absolutely like he's been robbed here because Chicky gets a baggy green, he then makes a song we like, and then whoever makes a Christmas Carol off his theme. Gets a baggy green. Well, he's in. He'll be in it. Finichario's. Oh, he can. That's still his enter. submissive. That's his submission, rather. That's not a bad. That's shit. his submission. It's not really a Christmas Carol. So he needs to. Well, okay, he can go back to the drawing board and add in a couple of elements of Christmas, yeah. and then he's. I mean, he's already halfway there. Yes. He's already halfway. Yes, there. but it's got to be a D or Dave theme Christmas Carol. Okay. And it's then it's a baggy green on the line. Yeah. So by extension, it's got to be done to your own Christmas tune yeah. or an existing Christmas tune. Correct. You can come up with your own Christmas tune if you're that sort of cat. If it incorporates Christmas, then... No, okay. On. I'm, on, I'm on board. Yeah. I understand. And it's for baggy greens because that's, that's what we're... That's the Christmas carol, which is now an annual tradition, is for baggy greens. Yeah. Which are in the colour of Christmas themselves, sort of. They are. Green. green. Red and green. Yeah. So, you know. So that's what's on offer. I mean, how many more weeks you got? You got, are we doing them next week or the week after? How much time have the P&D got? They've got up until Christmas. But I'm talking about when we'll announce the winner. Uh, That'll be like the 20... So today's the 7th. The next will be the 14th. It'll be the 20th. The 21st. It'll be the 21st, punters and dribblers. It'll be the 21st. That's how you got till 5 p.m. on the 21st to get your submissions in. Yeah. P's and D's update on the long run. Yes. I, like many, thought that 84Ks in 40-degree heat was probably enough. Felt like they'd done enough. Yeah. They hadn't. Boys were hungry to finish it off. Unfinished business, they said. They wanted to go back. And what I thought, they were just knocking out the extra Ks, the, the, the third marathon. Nah. Started again. 3.30 in the morning on Thursday. Obviously looked at the weather report. Saw that it was going to be cool, mm. cloudy, little bit of wind to help cool you down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Homo sapiens, we sweat. So we a bit do. of wind on that sweat feels nice. Uh-huh. And those motherfuckers, four days after running two marathons in 40-degree heat, went and knocked out the 126.6. Like, are you serious? Ridiculous. They ridiculous. finished at like 9.30, at night, mate. That's absolutely ridiculous. Didn't tell anyone. Just snuck out and just started pounding That's the what the coolest bit about it is like, the alpha behind it, it's like these guys were just they it was it was a it was a challenge for them. It was great when they obviously did it at first they're raising awareness and things for mental health and they're raising money. But then it was like, all right, we didn't get there. And obviously unlucky with the weather, but let's we need to finish this thing. And it was like they almost it must have been burning him so hard it was like four days is all that they could get through before it was like Four days is nothing. Fuck this. We gotta go. We gotta go again and do it. Now Dan who, who uh, you know, was obviously one half of the run, spoke very eloquently on the poly- on the podcast, The Long Run, which we've done. We yeah. did a couple of weeks ago for those that heard it. He had a bit of healing on the Harbour Bridge, which was very nice, a bit of closure for him. And as he walked into he, or moved, ran, 
literally into his next chapter when he gets to Bondi, asks his partner to marry him. Yeah. Beautiful scenes. I got down there, thought I'd show my support. Obviously, no one was expecting. I mean, maybe Lockie was, but none of us were. No one, she certainly wasn't. No. It was so beautiful. Tears, emotion, just run the 126.6. I mean, so congratulations to Dan. Because he was carrying the ring for the first time they ran. He ran, he ran the, carrying the fucking ring on him, mate. That's, I mean, that's not comfortable. No. They're a bit not. cumbersome. Don't even know where he stored it. We haven't confirmed that. Who knows where he stored it? I'd never saw it in his pocket, put no. it that way. I mean, that could have been one of the... He could have been smuggling the ring rather than carrying He might have been smuggling... Look, I'm not going to say he was smuggling it, but he, 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 he might have been. Very well could have been. He could have been. So for if you were smuggling... K. If you smuggled that thing for five marathons, my hat's off to you. Yeah. Because that's bloody impressive. Yeah, that's super impressive. It's almost more impressive than it's running It's the most it. impressive part of the whole thing. Yeah. Punters, dribblers, uh, the Wallabies came last in the Tri-Nations and the Rugby Championship, mm-hmm. um, which I think there was at some point... A belief that we could win both. Now, that is obviously the optimism of Australian sporting fans and the rugby union dribbler at large. Well, until the game's completed, Tom, you're a chance. Correct. Correct. Um, and that's where we that's where we draw strength from. Yes. And now, complete and utter one-eyed enthusiasm mm. for a side that was never a hope. No. Now, you know, you listen to some of the fucking rugby union dribblers that we have in our stable of dribblers. Uh, and They're in a unique stable the, the all by themselves. The optimism of these people of like, we've, uh, and I think it's Kendrick, I'm looking at you, bro, as one particularly, and, uh, and uh, Tom Jordan, I think his name is. Mate, the shit that we fucking get sent from those blokes in the DMs of like, the Australian side's just come on leaps and bounds from last year, just a couple of fucking shades away from like from doing the damn thing. It's like, we just drew with Argentina twice. Mm. How in the fuck can you say that's the case? And we, yeah, we beat New Zealand once. We do that every year. So it's exactly the same as every fucking year. And I'm not seeing, from my perspective, and again, memories are short, time goes quickly, and, you know, they just sort of pile up on top of each other. From, but from where I'm sitting, I don't think we have gone up Certainly since not. the 2015 World Cup final. No. Is that fair to say? That's 100% fair to say. It's 2020 now. Don't feel like we're going up. No. Feel like we've spent the last five years going down. I can't believe it's been five years since that World Cup final. We've, we've spent the last five years going down. Yeah. Now... To say otherwise is to lie. Yeah. That's a fact. In 2015, if if we'd drawn twice to Argentina, there'd be bodies in the streets. You know, in Mexico, the narcos, they hang people from bridges. That's what you'd see. That's what you'd see. But because you're being conditioned, every year we get a bit shitter, you get conditioned and lulled into back-to-back jaws, and that's good enough, and it's not Reese's fault, even though he's supposedly the best kicker in the setup. Yeah. Supposedly the best kicker Australia has to offer. And then again, and this is what grinds my gears, is same rugby union dribblers going, he's a part-time kicker. You can't be a part-time kicker or if you are kicking for the country. That's not a thing. You're not a part-time kicker. You are the chosen number one kicker for your country. And three times you have fucking not done it when the game's on the line. Or they, they were from far out. They were from this... Stiff shit, bro. If you can kick him from that far, you can kick him from that far. That's why you're taking the kick from 65 metres out or from fucking 40 metres out. 
you and you're missing them. The one he missed on the weekend was just a shit kick. It was far out, sure, but it wasn't that far out. He's got the boot on him. If you want to see why, go to the punters and dribblers page and look at the kicking tee dribblers comprehensive breakdown of why he missed it. But also, if you look at rugby union, three points for a conversion for a penalty. There is probably 700 penalties a game in rugby union. From where I'm sitting, I'd be picking a bloke that doesn't miss and fucking putting him on the wing. Just and kick, you just guaranteed points. Just kick, kick him from everywhere. Just kick him from everywhere. He wouldn't lose a game. Johnny Wilkinson. Why was he so good? Because he could kick him from fucking everywhere. So don't give me that crap. Like, pick someone that can kick them. Yeah. Find someone and fucking stick him on the wing. Yeah. Hide him. Like, they'll hit Cooper Cronk in that, you know, that... NRL final. Do you know what I mean? It can be done. It can be done. Craig Cooper couldn't defend where they put him up the back. Jam him up the back. We'll yeah. be right. Mate, it seems like a no-brainer to me seems for three like points. It. Now, listen. That game sucked as well. No offense to anyone that played it, uh, but the game sucked. And I was I had multiple chat groups blowing up on my phone, ones that were just littered with rusted on rugby union fans being like, if that's a penalty, I'm never watching another game of rugby league. If that's a red card, I'm never watching for Lucan uh Sakai Loto was like, if I get another if that's a red card like, Which it was. Which it was. But we all know it was because touch the head, you get off. Yeah, it's like off. it's a rugby union red card. But I'm saying, look, if you watch rugby union then you know that's a red card. Yeah. Based on what we've seen, this rugby tri-nations alone. Yes. But it's... It's not shocking. No, but it's fucking disappointing. Yeah, it is. We've been through this before. Completely, completely. But just to see the amount of anti-rugby union rhetoric from rugby union dribblers on the weekend, and I was flicking between the game. Honestly, I couldn't have given it. I was flicking between the game and some Christmas movie. And it was just like, this just looks like a pile of shit. Am I going to waste my time watching the whole thing, even though I do have a sports podcast? No. Um, so, I mean, it was just bed shit from top to bottom. But we must give credit where credit's due because we are, you know, we're nothing if not um, honest in our appraisals and our opinions. One of the great fucking anthems, the national side, learning the indigenous version, singing that first, and then going into the Australian one second. That was spine tingling stuff. And was I, it Eora? They sent Eora Nation. Yeah, the Eora. Um, I thought it was dialogue. tremendous. It was it was fucking awesome. Like and one of those things where you hear the New Zealand anthem every year, and we're always like, would be great if we could do something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah, and now we've got it. Now there's been people coming out, Latrell Mitchell, Anthony Mundine, saying we need to change the words. Maybe. Like, cool. yeah. like I'm, cool. I'm, I'm open to having a discussion around changing the words. I don't think that the words really relate to the modern day Australia that much. Doesn't so, matter like, though, but, I understand. but you know what I mean. Like, so we, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a conversation around yeah. that. But like, don't try and just fucking pick apart something that was nice and meant as a gesture of like solidarity and yeah. progression. You know what I mean? Like, surely, like. That's a step in the right. Surely, direction, that's right? a step in the right direction. Yeah. Surely, yeah. To go from nothing to that. Surely that Surely is a step in the right direction. And I think that's the problem, right? Like we had, we put it up on our socials and I saw like KB, Curtly Beal, friend of the show, sharing it on his Instagram. He commented on ours like fucking, you know, they're just, and I'm using Curtly as an example of an indigenous person who saw that and was like, this is fucking dope. Hmm. There's absolutely nothing, like it's far be it from you or I to tell any indigenous person how to feel about the anthem. But in a situation where you're going... Like it is, it is an unde- it's unquestionably a step forward and a step in the right direction. And I just feel like even if that's the way Trell feels, 
I feel like it's a again, it just it's about like the way a message is delivered. I completely can understand why he could go, the lyrics are still fucked. Yeah. And you go, yeah, that's cool, man. But you've got to acknowledge how big of a thing it was for these players to go and do that, the effort they're putting in to try and move the fucking conversation forward. You're not necessarily just going to get to the destination you want to be at immediately. You've got to, you've got to show some appreciation for, I think, the effort that was put in there they to, also, make this thing, uh, to make it like an amazing yeah. moment. And then you get to see the reaction from everyone in the country who was like, fuck, that was amazing. That was so, uh, that was awesome. Yeah, exactly. But and, that's how you start the conversation around maybe getting to the, the position you want to get to down the down the path, right? Mm. But it starts somewhere. And I thought it was unbelievable. And all the players belting it out, like that was sick. Yeah, again, we you can't tell any Indigenous person how to feel. And I'm not. No, I know you're not. I'm just saying. And that's not what we're doing. But from a just... Uh, from where we're sitting, from our opinion, from a fucking white Australian person who absolutely loves the idea of the indigenous Australians being acknowledged and incorporated into the anthem. like Should be the anthem, should be on the flag. 100%. Should be all the, move Australia Day. Like, yeah. We're all pro that shit, right? I just thought it was nice. Yeah. And a nice step forward and some acknowledgement for once. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Acknowledgement for once. Yeah. And long may it continue in whatever format that fucking is. And absolutely, you can have conversation with Indigenous people about how you may want to do it better. But if you're also trying to change the minds of an entire country, some of who are fucking racist, you just that that is the that is the the, the facts of it. That's the right? Some of them who are racist, some of them who are adverse to change. Like you gotta know how to get something done. There are ways to go about something to get it done. That's just the the nature of the fucking world, right? Yeah, otherwise, you just, is otherwise a, it's just a pipe dream. It's yeah. all just chatter. And this is a massive step, and it's a massive step in the right direction. And I think for most people, Indigenous as well, like I haven't heard too many other Indigenous people outside of Kurt, uh, uh, Latrell and Mnundine come out and say what they like uh, anything against it. I'm sure there are more. But they, they also consulted Indigenous people before they did it. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. So like not everyone's out against it. You're never going to be able to please everyone. You can't please everyone. I just thought it was nice. Yeah. I tell you what wasn't nice though, Eddie. Reese Hodge kicking a football. <laughs> that took the shine off the whole night. What a shout out the kicking tee dribbler for his incredible analysis in punters yeah. and dribblers. If you're not in there yet, shame on you yeah. because you're a, you're a sicko. Yeah. Quite frankly, you're a sicko. You hate good content. Yeah, good time, good content, and a good time. Yeah, kicking tree, kicking tee dribbler gets in there and just breaks the whole goddamn thing down. Yeah. Like, mate, I'd be, I'd be honestly. If I'm Dave Rennie, I'd be looking at the kicking team dribble. I'll, be, I'll get I'll get that up on our Instagram as well, actually, because it needs to be shared with. It the world. It does need to be shared with the world, 100. percent It was genius. Mm. So more of that, please. Yes, more of that, please. Kicking team dribble, KTD. Um, he's a respected contributor in the P's and D's page because he gets it right. He uses science. We're men of science. We're men of science, and women. But, but you and I, are you men. and I. All right, Eddie. So the NRL off season, obviously, it's been going for a little while. We've had a few things. Um, you know, kicking off a couple, um, yeah, a couple. couple. You're Dylan Walkers of the world, um, and now Tom Starling of Raiders fame, Raiders mm. hooker fame. Good little player. He had a good season. Yeah, he did. And then reports and photos started leaking on Sunday night of him, his face all fucked up, and apparently charged with assaulting police. Yeah. Not a good thing to be charged with. No. But as we've seen with Curtis Scott, 
You don't know until the dust settles. Exactly. And the dust is still well and truly up in the air. Dave, can you give us some of the uh, reported facts on the Tom Starling situation? Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, Starling was at the Avoca Beach Bar. Um, they, were, they were celebrating. Uh, Avoca sorry. Beach Hotel? Yeah, Avoca Beach Bar. That's what it says. Beach Bar. Okay. Beach Bar. Um, you fancy yourselves to be doing a Voca connoisseur, don't you, Edward? Well, I go there yearly, so yes. you know. So you are. Yeah, oh, I am. <laughs> so Starling with Ponga and Jack Johns were there celebrating Connor Watson's brother's twenty-first, um, and Starling ended up being one of four men, two of which were his, his brothers as well, who were all charged over the incident, which apparently occurred on Saturday night. So he was charged with five counts of assaulting police officer, affray, and resisting arrest. What um, is affray? Great question. I think that must just mean like starting Fighting a biff. And shit. Yeah, just biffing. Um, Why don't I just call it what it is? Yeah. yeah. Many legal charges. Charge with biff. Charge five counts of biff. Yeah. Yeah. Charge of fighting. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, there were reports that. So, Starling claimed he was bashed and never threw a punch and did not act aggressively. He looked bashed. Um, he looked bashed. He looked bashed. I tell you what, his face his face is uh, is sort of speaking some sort of truth, right? To his side of the story. Mm. His face is fucked up. Yeah. He wasn't not bashed. No, he definitely was bashed. That we do know. Yeah. Off, judging off his face. Just depends on how many he got off in the... Uh, in the biff. In the bash. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So apparently the police edge alleged, though, that Starling grabbed an officer's pistol before they started punching and bashing him. But what started the incident, apparently, was that um, Starling's brother claimed he heard a distasteful comment, which he understands was towards his mother, which triggered the fight. And so Starling kind of jumped a railing to get downstairs and to try find these guys. And that's when it all started. So they maybe he was bashed before the cops got there. Like, well, is he fighting he's saying, people and then the cops He's saying up? the cops bashed him. But well, I don't he, know. He didn't jump the rail looking for the cops, I don't think. No, that no, was his brother jumped the rail. He, he didn't say he was bashed by the cops specifically, but he said he was bashed and never threw a punch. Um, but the police clearly admitted that they were the ones doing the bashing because they said he, he tried grabbed to grab the pistol. A pistol. Mm. But I assume there were maybe maybe multiple affrays that took place there. That is a huge yarn if he went reaching for that gun. Massive. But if there's a scuffle and there's hands everywhere, you c- I mean, yeah. look. Re- I mean, again, so much dust in the air. I can't see shit. I can't see shit. And Sticky Stewart, always one to back his boys, especially in light of the Curtis Scott saga, came out and said, I would have been disappointed if he didn't do something, if he was protecting his brother and his mum. He's like, I don't know what was going on, and I trust Tommy. If Tommy's telling me something, I trust him. I don't think he'd lie to me. But you wouldn't write. You wouldn't lie to stick. But if he's if he's defending his mum and his brother from the cops, his kin, his blood from the cops. I don't know exactly. This is there's so much dust in the air on this one. I can I can't see shit. It's a fucking dust storm. It's a dust storm. Punters and dribblers, we've got ourselves an old fashioned dust storm. An old fashioned rugby league dust storm. Now, look with Curtis, we all know the power of of the body cam. Yeah, I mean. There's going to be some CCTV in the. There's got to be Beach some. Fo- there's got to be some footage out there to try and suffer this dust because yeah. from from where I'm sitting, can't see a goddamn thing. No, now, surely you're going to want to have some. Pr- Do all cops wear body cams? You're going to want to have some good evidence if you're saying he tried to grab your gun. Look, you. I mean, for his sake. Yeah. 
Because I don't know if it becomes one of those he said, she said little situations. I don't know how that goes in the courts, mate. No. I'm not a lawyer. We need no. Isaac Carey. I know. God, he's had, he's, haven't we been putting Isn't he? Paces? My God. I mean, talk about dining out. I know. You know he was on a current affair? <laughs> Is that what you sent me? Yeah. Was that a current affair? I think it was a current affair uh, about him taking the screamer. Like, so, that screamer was so good that a current affair wanted to talk to what him. What about his bruises? Talk about bruised. <laughs> Yeah, talk about it, uh, getting bashed. He got bashed by the pavement taking a screamer. Wow. He I was post bruised. That video, really, shouldn't I? He was bruised within an inch of his life. And Holy worth shit. It. Like, all worth it. Surprised he didn't lose the arm. Yeah, I, well, maybe it's touch and go. I think it was touch and go. I heard it was touch and go. Mm. Now, look, I mean, that's all we got for you, punters and dribblers, in terms of the affray. The well, hoot, until, the, until that dust settles. We, we, we won't know anything else. No. We aren't in the business of making any snap judgments pre-settling of dust. All we'll say is this. Best believe you're in an, a rugby league off-season. Best believe. Oh, yeah. When, that's all I can that's tell you. What, that's you know, that's the only a... fact I have in front of me. We're in the thick of it. You're in the thick of a rugby league off-season. Strap in, grip tight. This won't be the last uh, little thing that comes across our desk, put no, it that way. No. Uh, but good luck. Look, if he's innocent, good luck to Tommy. Hope it all goes well, bruh. If he was reaching with that pistol. Yeah. Oof. Bruh. That's a tough one to be uh, lumped with. Anyway. Uh, I don't know if there's too much else in rugby league. Jared Haynes' case went to a mistrial as well, I believe. Um, not much in that in terms of wanting to talk about it because... Look, we don't want to really talk about it. All we want to say is that these things seemingly, and I'm using the, the jury here, can be quite great. Yeah. That's the jury telling me that. Yeah. Because they can't make their minds up. Yeah. If we're just evaluating the jury situation. Our peers, Tom. Yes. They're seeing greyness. They're seeing a lot of greyness. Some are seeing black. Some are seeing white. Some are seeing grey. It's just the way it is. So Jared's he's in a world of grey. Yeah, he's in a world of grey. Jack DeBellin's in a world of grey. Dust storms are plenty. Jack DeBellin's in grey till April. Sydney now. Moved it to Sydney. And Hayne will probably be a similar thing. They're only a few, like a week or so apart. They were gonna, mate. Debellin was gonna have to wait till August if he was gonna if he was gonna have his second trial in Wollongong. Why would you fucking do that? Well, I don't think he gets a fucking say, mate. And then they moved it oh, to right. Sydney, and now it's April. Oh, okay. But still, I don't know how long his last trial was. Was it six weeks? I can't remember. They go a while. Well, like he's it's another season. Yeah. If he's innocent. Yes. If he's guilty, then it's a you've been walking free for yeah. a long time. Yeah, a few seasons in the big house coming up. Mm. Um. Anyway. That's rugby league. Rugby league dust storm. Well, just before we go, I, this has just come through. Storm have just released a statement saying Brandon Smith is free to explore other opportunities from 2022. Shh. And 2022. So, 2022. So he's contracted this year. But apparently the interesting thing about this, as reported um, in the papers, was that this email went out uh, to all the other clubs except the Titans for Brandon Smith. Why? Because maybe the Titans have already signed a storm hooker which is what's kind of been drumming up here in the rumours. So so what they're saying that Cam Smith has already, is going to go to the Titans, say? So. Well, that's, I mean, that's what everyone's implied from this, that, you know, they're shopping around Brandon Smith, but not to the Titans. Because Cam Smith's already there? As if Cam Smith isn't going to be, is still going to be playing at 2022. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's only one more season. That's what I mean. As Next year's 2021. Yeah, mm. as if you think Cam Smith's going to be playing for fucking two more years? Well, I don't know. 
Of course you don't know. But as if the Titans wouldn't go, This oh, is we- all rugby league rumour. It means nothing. It means yeah. nothing. But that's also what the game thrives Smith still on. hasn't retired. No. God, it'd be weird going to the Titans. Tell you what, Tino Fasuamala'awi, I think, is a bigger signing than David Fafita. There, I said it. And it's probably not true, but I just get I get real lead in my pencil for Tino. Tino's a beast. Big Tino. You know? Big, thick Tino. Big, thick Tino. BTT. Anyway. I mean, I don't know what else you make of that. Uh, interesting, though. Yeah, it's sad to see Titans. Brandon go, though. Yeah, the thing r- about rugby league rumour is they're almost always incorrect. I would like Manly to go after Brandon Smith. I bet you would. He's yeah. a good player. Great player. Yeah, mm. I'd like that. I mean, we do potentially have... I'd also like the courts to hurry up. I'd like the courts <laughs> to hurry up so we can get our boys. Give me some clarity. Yeah. Give me some clarity around what my boy Manasi's up to. Is he going to be playing rugby league football again at, a, at an elite level? Is that going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going on? I just want to know. So then I can plan my roster accordingly. Does Kieran slip into the nine jersey? Or do no, you run- Kieran plays six. Plays six, yeah. Kieran plays six, daily seven. Old firm, back together. A couple yep. of premierships to round out two great careers. Now, if Brandon wants to come in for those, that's cool as well. Well, it depends if you want to win back-to-back rings But I'd say it'll be uh, friend of the show, Cade Cust or... Um, fuck oh, Cade of Cade fame. Cade of Cade fame or what's his bloody name? Josh. No, shiny Josh Schuster probably right. still has a couple of like a year, you know, another seat. He's got to go back to the drawing board. Uh, I've forgotten his goddamn name. Lachlan Croker. That's who he is. Bloody Lachlan Croker. Sorry, Lachlan. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Fucking silly season. Uh, anyway, that's, that's rugby league. Well, punters and dribblers, I don't know if you realise, but we are ten days away. From the first test. Uh huh. Now, yeah, you could say, well, what about the T20s? And I'd say to you, bruh, if you think that I'm in the fucking international T20 business, then you have no idea who I am. You've lost your goddamn mind. You've lost your goddamn mind. We're not about that pajama shit. Why well, don't give it the credit where it, it deserves because no. it doesn't deserve any? We're one day boys and we're test cricket boys. T20 is put your pajamas on and swing as hard as you can and use a huge bat and that Padanya, what's his name? Hardik Pandya. Like, I mean, I don't know what happened with you bringing that new blade out and getting 24 off seven. Would I be looking for a royal commission into it? Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah. Why? You just said you didn't like T20. Yeah, but I'm I'm still invested in the spirit of fairness. And the spirit of the nation. And when the nation's competing, we watch. And I don't like to be robbed or wronged. No. But let me tell you that the only thing I really, truly, deep down care about, what puts lead all into my pencil, Tom, yeah. is test cricket. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. I can't get enough of it. I can't wait. Eddie, you and I are going to obviously be watching every fucking day of it. Every ball. Every ball. And for reasons that aren't yet apparent to anyone else in the world. Except uh, you and except I. for us. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of it together. That's right. And that, again, when we're talking about lead in pencil, like imagine two pencils filled with lead watching cricket together. That's what our summer's going to be. That's what we're talking about. Now, dream come true stuff. Before we get to the first test, first test in Adelaide, day nighter, that's 3 p.m. If you live on the East Coast, going to about 10 p.m. at night, glorious stuff. Yeah. 
uh, will we get an extra half an hour because the over rates are slow? Sure. Yep. Fucking oath, we will. Probably gets us to 10.30. Glorious, glorious, glorious. There was an Australia A match on today. Three-day match against India, testing out a couple of different things, see if the boys are, have got what it takes. Now, we have been, I think it's fair to say, a little bullish on our boy Will Bukowski, the Balkan Bulldog. Mm. Bullish, maybe not even enough in terms of the, the real hankering we've been given this young boy who you and I think's got a big, bright future in the game of test cricket. Yes. Hasn't scored runs. Well, not in the Australia A game. Not in the Australian A game that's today, the, yes. the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, yeah, he got back-to-back shield tons, but this was somewhat of a trial. Double tons. This was somewhat of a trial, I believe. Yes. JL, not sure where he's going to go. Wants to see the boys perform in similar conditions, conditions. In test-ish conditions. Three-day conditions. Against similar bowling outfits that we'll be seeing next Thursday, I believe. Now, he got bowled out for one? Yeah. Is that right? He Have you got, got a scorecard there? For, yeah, score, yeah. yeah, court caught rather. for one off 23 balls. Smoke and Joe didn't do much better. Now, that's Smoke what I want to get yeah. to. So what, Smoke and Joe get four? Smoke and Joe four. Also Fuck me. caught behind Smoke and Joe. So, I mean... Yeah, does, Joe, does Smoke and Joe get caught behind all the time? Or is that just me? See, so Will gets out, right? And then Smoke and Joe probably thinks to himself, I've got an opportunity here to cement myself, go to the big lift, secure that opening position. Even when Dave Warner comes back, it's it'll be the bulldog that goes. Now, for him to get four runs doesn't really buoy me. No. Like, yeah, it was at Dremoyne. Yeah, it's a fucking Monday. Yeah, it doesn't... Hey, listen, a Dremoyne Monday it shouldn't matter. Well, that's Joe. my point. It shouldn't matter. A Dremoyne Monday should be as much mean as much to you as Test Cricket. It's not Adelaide Oval, but no. Dremoyne Oval... It's a great oval. It's one of the great ovals. It's one of the great ovals. Now, Pete, Dremoyne Oval has been testing the medal of cricketers in this nation and visiting nations Since for dawn centuries. Of time, dawn of time stuff. So for Joe to just go out there and disrespect Dremoyne like that, um, obviously that doesn't bode well for his long-term prospects. He's lucky that Dave's, you know, exploded a groin or something, the mm. dark angel Dave Warner. Yeah. Uh, but Pukowski hasn't really done much. Who else? Has Cam Green got a ton? Yeah, Cam Green tunned up. He he's is a bit of an all-rounder, yeah, Cam Green. So he's right? 114 not out at stumps. We like all-rounders. We yeah. love all-rounders. There's an old adage in cricketing circles as well, Tom. Get close. Settle up next to Dremoyne. You know what I mean? You get Dremoyne mm. on your side yeah. and a bag of greens a Beckons. lot closer. Yeah. Get get Dremoyne on board mm. and you're halfway towards a bag of greens. That's exactly that's it's an old cricket adage. Um a famous one at that. Uh coined by Bradman himself, I believe. Even yeah. though Well was, he knew. He knew about it. Maybe. He knew the power of Dremoyne. Yeah, 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 yeah. He knew the power of Dremoyne. So Cam Green, is he is he is he unbeaten? Yeah, yep, not out. Unbeaten. Now, Tim uh, Payne, I believe, got 40 odd. Yeah, Tim Payne, 40. A lot of people talking about Tim not getting enough runs. 40 will do it for me. I think Tim's our best batsman, our keeper batsman. Is he better than Haddon? I think Haddon batted a bit higher up. Yeah, but we're just talking keeper batsman for Australia. Mm. Haddon wouldn't have batted higher than seven, would he? No, I wouldn't have I thought think he was so. in at six sometimes when there was... Not well, much higher. Well, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Who cares? I think someone said that... What was Haddon's average and what's Payne's average? Because it was something about like Payne having the best average since Healy. And that could be bullshit. And it said... Well, actually, not Healy. Gilly. Surely Gilly had a fucking 50 average. He would, I don't think so. You don't think Gilly would have averaged 50? I Maybe think 45? So. All right, let's do 50's this. 50's fucking high. It is high. All right, uh, Brad Haddon, test average 32. All right, now let's get... That's not much. Tim let's Payne. get Tim Payne. 
like a Kawaj average. With a high score of 169, so that's a big... And Tim Payne averaging 31. About the same. Yeah, yeah. Tim, Payne, okay. Tim Payne high score 92, so he hasn't got a test. What's Gilly's? No. What's Gilly's average? Well, that I tell you what, Tim Payne's probably due 100. Yeah. Put that in your, put that in your in little your, betting your books. Yeah. Uh, averaging 47, Gilly. There you go. Tests. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You've got to be an absolute yeah. stud to average 50 or above. Yeah. Like, you got to be an, a star. Stud, stud. Stud, stud. Stud, stud. Um, cool. Good to know. Uh, Mitchell Stark out, I believe, of the first test, at least for family reasons. Someone in the family illness. Thoughts out to... Well, thoughts out to Mitch. To Mitch. Whose Red Bull work we've been very aroused with lately. Very aroused with his Red Bull work. Um, Don't wear trackies when Mitch is bowling. No, no, no. It's, there's but nothing, so who does that, who, nothing left for the imagination. Who do we look to now? Surely it is James Pattinson, the biggest, thickest man in Australian test cricket bowling. Sleeve tattoo. I think he's got a mullet at the moment. Mm. Like, you know. I like that. Pattinson took three wickets in the game. There you there go. You go. So, uh, there Green, you did go. Did Green bowl at all? Green did bowl. Green had um, eight overs for four maidens and nine runs. Didn't get a wicket. But, was that, most but that's what you bowler. need. Well, yeah, that's Tie nice. up an end. Yeah. Give the bowlers a rest. Yeah. Don't leak runs. Apply pressure from one end. And then the big boys, the thick boys... But I don't think Green would be picked as a first choice bowler, and our batting. No, lineup, but you could. Is our batting lineup pretty set? Unless you were to move like fucking like who would you move to opener? Yeah, but if it's going to be fucking hot and it's a bit of a road, maybe you want to maybe you want an all rounder out and there then you to suck Trav, up some overs. Trav, would Trav be or is Matt Wade? What's our batting order? Travis is five, but Matt Wade's six, isn't he? So you could maybe drop Wade for Cam Green if you're going to drop someone. That's off the top of my head. Can you just mm. get the batting lineup? Yeah. What's from our last test? Yeah. This time last summer, when we what was New Zealand, wasn't it? Again, this all, all this shit just Warner, leaks out of my brain. So it's Warner, Burns, Marnus, Smith, Head, Head Wade, Wade Payne. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm. That's what it is. But again, you got to look at the pitch, look at the conditions, what's yeah. it doing? Do we need someone to bowl go, some overs? Who would go if you had Cam Green? Whoever's the, who, the shittest batsman. Yeah. But it's usually last in the batting order goes first to go. Yeah. Well, technically, you bat your shittest at six. That's what I'm saying. So do you Wade? I believe. Anyway. Uh, that's that, all ahead of us. That's all ahead of us. It's cricket. all ahead of us. I, um, I swam today. And I'm fucking wrecked. How far I just went? 1.5. Fuck, that's Ooh. impressive. In the in the pool? Ocean? Yeah, in the pool. In the pool. 60 laps of a 25 meter pool. Or... Which pool? Cook and fill it. Nice, bro. It was good stuff. I can't run because of the shin splints. But mm. Got to get out there. I think I won't be swimming 1.5 on a podcast. Are the shin yeah. splints done? <laughs> As in what? Are you tired? You're wrecked? Uh, no, I'm all right. Like, But I'm certainly like... It's like when you know you fucking flogged yourself and you're a bit like a couple yeah. of beers. Yeah. The one um, thing about swimmers that always kind of amazes me is like the mental... I mean, I don't even know how I'd go swimming 60 laps back to back. How do you deal with that? Uh, just dude, like not getting bored and just keeping it... No, nah, you know? you're kind of like... It's funny. I was like... I, was, I got back to work and then I was like... I don't even really remember doing it. I remember counting the fucking laps, but I don't really remember being in there. You kind of like... It's kind of meditative, I think, which is kind of nice. Because mm. um, I'm not like thinking about anything. Whereas sometimes it's like 
when you're running, maybe you listen to a podcast or music or fucking running's hard as fuck. Swimming is hard. It's hard for me with no natural buoyancy. Sink like a stone. But there's just, what do you mean natural buoyancy? This is so ridiculous. <laughs> some people are buoyant, some people aren't. And you just aren't buoyant. I am not buoyant. I've, you've seen my dad swimming in the pool in Bali. And He's underwater. It's <laughs> fucked. You've never seen anything like it. He's trying to swim on top of the surface. I swear to you. Is he kicking his legs? He's doing his damnedest <laughs> and they're sinking to the bottom of the pool. And this is a Simpson family trait. On the male side. <laughs> <laughs> on the male like, side. So even your brother, he sinks? Yeah, he sinks like a stone. We've got to get some footage. Like, if I if I was not wearing a life jacket and I was on the Titanic, or not the Titanic, it was too cold, but like a, a ship and I went down, mm. I'm in big trouble. Because I've got to tread water. I can't lay back and just, you know. Because you'll just sink. Because I'll sink. And is there any reason? Do we know, like, why, why do you There's got to be a reason. And natural buoyancy, I don't know enough about it, but it must live within us. I've and never, but you're the only person I know who doesn't, who isn't, who doesn't have natural buoyancy. Do you know what I mean? Limited buoyancy. Limited, like when I float, like you know, I go in the pool. And everyone's like, "Just stick your chest out and keep your feet up." And I'm like, "But they don't. They just sink." But do you know, like that, what you can do, and is it just draws me forward. If if you take a breath in, yeah, I, I take a breath. Yeah, obviously, I've tried you, everything. But then when you breathe out, obviously there's less air. And like if you were to lay you in the water sink. and yeah. breathe out, you you sink. Yeah, I know. So you have to breathe. Yeah, I know. You got to breathe in. <gasps> yeah, like yeah. a balloon. Yeah, exactly. I get it. I I get it. You got to understand that this. I am. I'm almost thirty. And this is not something that I discovered yesterday. No. You've been battling with the lack of... I've been battling buoyancy for the best part of, you know, 20 Three years. decades. All right, so we got some scientific analysis on this. Mm. So first off, apparently, uh, generally speaking, uh, as men tend to have more muscle mass than women, that limits their buoyancy potential. So I'm so, too thick. So too much yeah, so already women generally ripped. tend to float better. Also, genetic factors that also can affect it. People who have more bone and muscle constitution, whatever that means. Never breaking a bone. Scientifically more likely sink than those with smaller structures. So milk drinkers sink. Yeah, milk drinkers would sink. Wait, why would milk drinkers sink? Because the bones, oh, the bones are too, bones heavy, are, uh, too heavy. Too heavy, too, too strong, too thick. You know, if, oh, you, if, okay, you're, right. if you're a glass of milk sort of operator before I'm a milk bed. guy, but I guess I've got a little bit of blubber around me. Yeah, you, got, you blub it up. Yeah. You strip that blubber away, you'd sink, but Nah, because I'm a fucking bit of a, an athlete in the pool, I think. You know, I've got broad shoulders, big feet, things like that. So I feel like mm. I'm a bit more of the Thorpey Hackett. Hackett and Thorpe. Skippy Hugel. Perkins. Yeah. Jeff Hugel. Yeah, exactly. Perkins of 96 fame for yeah. those that are a bit, well, I, so I swam, a bit young. I swam 15 <laughs> Do you know Perkins is? Kieran Perkins. Yeah. Yeah, I know of his. My dad was a bit of a swimmer back in the day. Okay. Know a bit about it. Do you float, Dave? No, I'm a terrible. I float, but I don't swim. Like, my brother was a big swimmer and my dad was as well. My mum and I, like, just doggy paddle all the way. Like, not a big swimmer. I I was good at breaststroke because that's the easiest. I was a good breaststroker. Yeah. I was a good breaststroker. I used to go to, like, yeah. I used to go to Western Area and shit. Which is for breaststroke. I could breaststroke. So you obviously have some fucking buoyancy if you went to Western Area for fucking breaststroke. It's. I think it's like, but as I'm sinking, I I froggy froggy (laughs) kick myself out of the water and it just seems to work better. Whereas, like, I don't know. Doing freestyle, you got to keep that flat kind of body shape. And because with breaststroke, you're going under the water and then back up. Whereas freestyle, you're trying to stay on top of the water. There's, it just doesn't it doesn't yeah, work it doesn't as well. It doesn't jive with your, yeah. your boy. Well, I can breaststroke with the best of them. Okay. That I promise you. All right. Time to dribble, Eddie. Daddy's fading after his fucking... His big swim. 1,500 meter. How fast do they swim 1,500 meters in the Olympics? What's the record? Like seven minutes or something. It's sickening. Oh, I actually have no idea. Can you just Google world record? I think it's more like 14 meters. minutes. I don't know. 
Because they what? They'd swim 100 meters in a minute, would they? Over that distance? Um, Average, probably. Current Olympic record. Is, Is that right? 1,500 meters. Oh, no, joke. Sorry, I'm looking at running, not swimming. I was like three <laughs> minutes. What do you reckon? I'm going to say 14 minutes, 27 seconds. I'll just go with you on that one. 1,500 freestyle. Um, what did it say times? Shitty Olympic website. Surely it just go to Wikipedia. Um, yeah, yeah. 1433. What, what did you say? Mm. 27. Fucking <laughs> hell. I did it in 35 minutes. So I'm only like, what, 20 minutes off world record pace. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That is actually considering. That's fucking good. That's red hot. Those losers train their whole life, and I'm only 20 minutes behind them. <coughs> they are losers as well. <laughs> uh, all right, let's dribble. G'day, Tom, Eddie, Dior Dave. It's uh, Jake Bloom. Uh, it's uh, Dior Dave's older brother here. Um, well, Dave, well, well. I can't get a hold of mum. Please wish her a happy birthday. Uh, thanks. Be you soon. Jake Bloom. Nice uh, the blooms are just bloody taking over this podcast, aren't they? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, this is a personal hotline for Mama Bloom. Happy birthday to her! Happy mo- Happy yeah. birthday to Mama Bloom! Happy birthday! Happy, birthday. happy yeah. birthday! Did you give her anything? Did you do anything? Yeah, we got her some. Yeah, I got a. What is, she got some new pajamas. We got some new nice. towels because our dog has just gotten into all of our towels. Seems like your dogs nice are a huge part of your family. Like, are they doted on? Like. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, as Jake, who now lives in San Francisco, is kind of away from the family and I'm kind of out most nights, I think my parents have just directed all their attention to the dog because... I get that. Empty nesters. No, I I completely get it. I just get the... Except they're not empty nesters because you're there. You're still living there. Yeah, exactly. But you keep weird hours. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Jake yeah. Bloom. Happy birthday, mum. Happy birthday, Not mom. surprising, couldn't get a hold of her. She never answers her phone. So. Oh, God, I yeah. know that. Mm. I know that. But look, we we have we have an ear of everyone. Yes. Mm. We have the She's ear of listening. everyone. She's yeah. listening. That's right. Mr. Tom, Mr. Eddie, uh, it is the Dior Dave dribbler here. Uh, long story short, I was the dribbler that snuck into the DMs with a, basically a bit of a spiel to say why we should call Dior Dave, Dior Dave. Um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty proud of the uh, the accomplishment, we could say. Um, you know, Dave, Dave's had a pretty good run. I've had a few proud moments in my time, but it probably took the cake up until we found out he was a fucking dirty turncoat. Um, so, yeah, just Continue. wanted to throw my two cents in and just say, I guess I want to be rid of any... Uh, Acquaintance to Dave, <laughs> no longer Dior. Um, anything he does say, will say, or will do, I, I yeah, don't want to be referenced. Anyway, um, shout out word. to the hitman. <laughs> uh, Until you called yourself Dior Dave. Yeah. Um, had a few, you know, I would no say, no, you came and made to have run-ins with Mr. Cooper himself. Uh, probably the most famous was a night out Wednesday night at the regatta. $12 jugs of sugarcane champagne, absolutely beautiful. And uh, one of my mates had a, had a glass of the sugarcane champagne and Mr. Cooper came up to him, grabbed his glass and basically shook it around everywhere, pouring it on pretty much everyone in the vicinity and just yelled, coleslaw. And uh, I guess, yeah, any other punter would be fucking pretty spewing about that. But uh, it was Quaid, and he was the fucking man at the time. So everyone in the vicinity basically just yelled out, Coleslaw. So, yeah, 
Shout out to the Hitman. Shout out to you boys and uh, shout out to Colfor. Brush it Cheers, boys. Away. See you soon. I didn't know Quaid flopped his metaphorical all over Brisbane for a time. I mean, he was the man. Yeah, I, I fucking oath he was. Yeah. Some of those tries he scored in the lead up to their title in whatever fucking year that was. 2011. Were unbelievable. Remember his like flick passes, yeah, dancing yeah, down yeah, the yeah. line. Like that was unbelievable. He pulled off some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And they won the title. So yeah, he could he could flop it out if he wanted to. Sounds like he was. Uh, I just didn't know that he did. Yeah. Sounds like he was a bit of an obnoxious boy. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Well, living his life. Brushes the quad. Tom, Eddie, filthy turncoat, D or Dave, Vic Dribbler here. Just listening to the podcast about the uh, double hat trick fiasco. Now, I did some thinking, and you've got four wickets. So you've got one, two, three, that's a hat-trick. Two, three, four, that's another hat-trick. So technically, it is a double hat-trick, but it's still a shit fucking name. Um, just a quick question, mm. gone on to cricket shit. If it makes a good point. Or when you were a younger child, what was your go-to bat? Mine was the uh, Grey Nichols with the big power spot gimmick on it. Uh, beer soon, except for Dior. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Licks are plenty for Dave. Uh, great point around the double hat trick. Sort of. Because you're still incorporating wickets two and three in both hat tricks. Yeah. And they've done nothing more. No. You've got a hat trick and then you have to get another hat trick for it to be a double. And I still think we stand I still by stand by that. Yeah. I think it's a quad trick. Yes. Uh, Even though I don't like that name. I don't like it either. We're, we're still working on it's it. It's a work in progress, um, best believe. But as a kid, it's a kookaburra. Bubble, I think it was. Are they bubbles? Cougar yeah, bubble, Cougar Barra Bubble, bubble yeah. 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 I had the one with like the tiger or cougar on it. Like it was always, Cougar was king. Yeah. A Cougar with a tiger on it? Yeah, pretty sure. Like what was the other Cougar at our in our vintage? There was the bubble and there was the. Just going to do my fucking head in. Yeah, I won't remember it. I also had a white Cougar Look up, Look up weird. like 90s, 2000s Cougar Bats. I don't know why I had a white Cougar It was like, I had enough of it just to show off the cherries. Which I would just sort of artificially add by hitting the ball <laughs> up in the air really hard. What any of these ones? Was was the bubble like a defining feature, or was the bubble? I just don't know the if there name? was even a bubble on it. It was just called the Kookaburra Bubble Bat. I thought. I mean, fuck. I don't have a great memory these days, as I no. meander through my thirtieth decade. I mean, my third decade. Those all look very new. Oh, is, is it that little? That little detail down below. I think so. I don't know, but I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a staunch. There was also the Grey Nichols Millennium, I think it was, and that had like the strip on the back. You know, it had like the two bits carved out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was pretty sick. Mm. We'll move on. Yeah, we'll move on. I think there was the Grey Nichols Millennium, though. That was pretty fucking badass. Just looked cool. Uh, evening. Uh, Thomas and Edison and E or Dave. Uh, it's the Southwest London dribbler. Um, but feel free to call me whatever you like. Uh, just a couple of topics of discussion for this evening. Um, e or Dave. I'm going to give you a bit of a lick, bud. I don't like to give licks that often, but uh, mate, how long does it take you to get the answer when the boys ask you a question? He has been you are literally up. there to be D or. And half the time, the boys need to give you the answer. So, Dave, take your lick there, son. Uh, Constructive on that criticism, mixed leaf rhetoric. Uh, yeah, couldn't agree more, chaps. It was a uh, 
absolute uh, debacle um, the other night when the missus brought home mixed leaf to have with the uh, chicken and salad. So, uh, just a debacle. So couldn't agree more there, chaps. Um, and then back on the uh, great sporting comebacks rhetoric movies um, that was talked about a couple of weeks back, I want to tell you boys about a little film I think is one of the best ones in the uh, the Little Giants with Rick Moranis fame of Honey I Shrunk the Kids fame and uh, Ed O'Neill of How I Met Your not How I Met Your Mother um, one of those fucking shows. Um, it's a misfits form their own opposing team. So Becky O'Shea gets the old cut from Kevin O'Shea who is the. Uh, Leader, and I guess, uh, you know, ex-Heisman Trophy winning, winning uh, quarterback from the local town. Got his name up on the uh, big water barrel. He uh, cuts Rick Moranis, uh, his daughter, Becky O'Shea, in a shocking decision that would come back to haunt him. Uh, when Becky then forms her own team of misfits from the uh, local community, and, uh, you know, down at halftime, Becky doesn't even show up for the first half. She's actually dressed as a cheerleader on the sidelines. And then she somehow gets the inspiration to uh, take the field. And it was one of the great plays that's ever been called in the Chicken chicken Little Flea Flicker. Uh, chicken Little Flea Flicker. I'll get that right. Um, that absolutely does them in at the end. And, NFL, you know, one of the great stories, one of the great comebacks. So... Uh, yeah, boys, uh, definitely, if you've not seen it, put The Little Giants on your uh, bounced-out Sunday list at one of the great films. I believe it's shown on Netflix at the moment. But uh, all the best over from here in London. Go the Wallabies. Go the Western Force. Calm the Storm. Be soon. Force. I don't think we've ever had anyone say <laughs> no, that. No, he's the first guy to ever say Western Force. Little Giants. Um, I have seems seen strange it. that Betty would get a team together and then not play the first half. Well, I'm wondering, Eddie, whether the, the movie was making a statement about girls and football and maybe... Because I have seen it or I've seen it like on... I haven't watched the whole thing. Uh, but it's little kids playing peewee football, right? And I'm just wondering, reading between the lines, whether Becky was told, like, you're a girl. You can't play. You don't play. But so she's then now cheerleading on the sideline like convention, you know, old-timey, bloody sexist, misogynistic convention would tell 50 you. 50 stuff. 50 shit that little Becky's best to put on the leotard and, to, and the pom-poms and, you know, and to get play to a dance role. and play in a role and shut the fuck up. And then by half time. When the chips are down. The chips are down and she's gone, you know what? Fuck convention. Fuck the, the patriarchy. Yep. Drops the pom-poms, puts a helmet on. Probably fuck puts fuck toxic masculinity. Fuck toxic masculinity. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to win it for the little giants. And win it, she does. And win it, she does. Apparently. Look, I've never seen it, but that's, again, reading between the lines. Um, look, is look, Dior, again, mate, just public, you know, you're all right? Just checking in. Yeah, I'm all right. Are you the okay? confusing thing, did he not say at the end of that dribble, calm the storm? Oh, he's a Storm fan, but I think, you know, like any dribbler will just lick you no matter yeah. what. you got to understand I mean, I guess so, but it does hurt a little bit more when they're a Storm fan. Like, yeah, you know, I can see Got to show some solidarity. Look, I think his problem other. was just more with the speed of your dioring, which, to be honest, yeah. considering you went to the Olympic website for the uh, 1,500 metres. <laughs> that disappointed me. That disappointed. That, was that disappointed me. And it was unfortunate you did it just before this guy licked you for yeah. your dioring. Mm. But, so, um... Look, mate. We still love you. We still love you, bro. We still love you. I appreciate that. You're still you're still our intern, bro. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about these fucking gimps. That's something these fuckers don't have, mate. Yeah. They're not in here every week. No. G'day, punters, dribblers, Tom, Eddie, Dior, cum dog from Newcastle here. (laughs) Um, just having a listen to the potty. A little disturbing. 
disturbed um, to hear you guys not immediately remember the name of Gold- Goldburn Valley. Sorry, I almost did it myself. <laughs> Calling them Golden Valley. Should be highly memorable, particularly for uh, sports-inclined gents as yourself, for a very memorable commercial featuring the favourite children of the Australian Olympic team, the Awesome Foursome. Uh, might get Dior Dave to look up that little jingle commercial. The four lads sing some sort of song, heads all bopping around everywhere, tropical fruits, delicious. Uh, and goes something like, Golden Valley Gold. <laughs> little rendition there for you, lads. <laughs> anyway, just thought I'd uh, have a little trip down memory lane with the boys. Love. Yep, Dave, can we... Uh, Get it up. I'm, I'm ready for a trip down memory lane. The awesome foursome. They were awesome. And it was the, the pun there was O-A-R-S-O-M. Yeah, well, they were rowers. Row, rowed in a four, one goal for the nation. Golden Valley Gold Luscious fruits now exotic Golden Valley Gold The taste would drive you wild just taste those. Peaches and apricot, pineapple, a pear, and orange, and passion fruits. Just a natural fruit. And the only place it's so is Golden Valley. No, they don't. No, they don't. Beautiful. That was when they were put on a pedestal. Yeah. I don't think they are as much there, and I don't care enough for you to deal this one, Dave, but just like the awesome foursome, I don't know, they're probably just coaching rowing now, right? And like doing whatever. Like they've moved on with their life from a celebrity Well, well, I, well I think they're in the next chapter. Correct. They're not in the Goldburn Valley. No. Uh, Goldburn Valley Gold uh, ad. But they don't, they don't make ads like that anymore. No, they don't. Bring it back. They Cheesy. Take, they take them too seriously. They're too serious. Stop taking yourself too seriously. Yeah. We all know what you're trying to do. You're trying to flog product. Yeah. Mm. Do we take our ads seriously? It's too analyzed We're serious right now. about them. We're serious about the product. We're serious about selling product. But we know that the heart, the weight of the heart of the pun and the dribbler, the mind, the soul, yeah. is through, you know, a bit of comedic yeah. relief. Yeah. It's too analyzed these days. It's all, you know, this color, this font will entice the... No. Why are we no. still talking about that ad? Exactly. Because it was a ripper and it mm-hmm. moved product. It was bloody Golden Valley. Awesome for some heads floating around with some peaches and mango. Golden Valley Gold, mate. It's Good pretty dribble. simple. I like that. Mm. I like that a lot. Good dribble. Tom, Eddie, Hunters, and Dribblers. It is the West Coast Dribbler. I'm currently sitting on a tractor at 10 o'clock at night. It is fucking boring. And the fantasy of smashing tins down at the local has gotten the better of me. However, I've got a question for you, gents. In that grey area from about midnight to getting booted out of the establishment, what's the... uh, Betting method of choice. Do you smash the TAB and hope that Hokies. the dogs somewhere in Europe are getting up, or do you just cave in and admit defeat and go the mighty trackside for the body? Too much brain anyway, computational power and all of that. Depends where you're sitting. Like, but if there's too much, like there's too much required. The, the the pokies, and again, gamble responsibly, but it just requires me to slip notes in and just slap something. It's a lot easier. The the benefit as well, I mean, not so much anymore for me, but 
being able to sit outside with a schooner and just whack darts. Yeah. That was always the allure of the outdoor pokey section where you're lucky yeah. enough to the have The smoky one. room. The smoky room. You'd get in there and you'd dribble and you'd yarn. Yeah. You wouldn't do a whole lot of slapping, to no. be honest. You'd slap, but you'd you'd probably smoke more darts. It, it was about getting away and having a quiet moment with your mate to pound darts yeah. and talk shit. Yeah. So I'd say the pokies. But am I, you know, am I adverse to a to a late night flutter on on the trots in New York? No, definitely not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Whatever's going, but not trots. Tom, Eddie, hey boys, how are we? It's the. Uh Pokey Dribbler here. Just first and foremost, shout out to Big Toasty and the Tasty Boys and the Punters and Dribblers. Be your Dave, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, Tom and Eddie, quick question. Just want to know what your go-to order is when getting breakfast out. I like to get a piccolo on arrival and then the big breakfast with you know some poached eggs, a bit of sausage, mushroom sauce, and a uh, banana smoothie. Just like to get your thoughts and know what your go-to order is. Cheers, boys. Be soon. Depends what state I'm in, first and foremost. Yeah. If I am fucking hung and it's hot, I get an iced latte. Why, might you ask? Because it's cold. Yeah, I get that. It's got ice in it. It's coffee with ice. Yes. It's genius. Yeah, it is genius. It's fucking genius. It's one of those real genius events. If you've never had life. one, you, you, you're an idiot. Yeah, you're, you, idiot. you're not switched on. You want a piping hot cappuccino? No, bro. Nah. Go the iced latte. Make the smart decision. Yeah. Now, again, it depends what sort of mood I'm in. I could get a shishuka. I always fuck that up, but I could. I my go to is probably like if I'm super hung, it's like a bacon and egg roll. Sometimes a, a bacon, lot of the time, a bacon egg roll. But it depends on the bread you have. Because I got a bacon and egg roll a couple of days ago. I can't remember what day was it. Ah, oh, it was. When the fuck did I get that? I don't know. But I got a bacon and egg roll hung the other day. And it was brioche, and I felt like going no, back to the place no, you with can't. a high-powered rifle and shooting. You can't. Brioche is so six years ago. Like, mate, brioche br- is disgusting. It's disgusting. I don't even know who orchestrated the brioche renaissance, if you want to call it that. They should, they be, should be locked up. They should be tried at the Hague. Try them at the Hague and hang them. Yeah. Because brioche sucks. Now, if you've got a nice damper bun, then you've got my heart for life. Yeah, it's got to be damper. Or sourdough bun, you know. The, but the, like- mate, look, look, let's all be, let's all call a spade a spade. The secret to a great bacon and egg roll starts and finishes with the fucking roll. Yeah. That's a fact. That's the most crucial. It ties the whole thing together. Now, I will also say this. If I see hash browns on the menu, I can never go past them. Hash browns aren't bad. I, tell you I can man. throw one in a roll. I can you, throw it on the plate. Listen, the, a hash brown in a bacon egg roll isn't something you always want to do, but it certainly has its place every once in a while. Well, it depends what we're talking strikes. about. Because I, the, the, the way the, the question was framed, I feel like I'm hungover. Yeah. Like, I think he wants me to tell him what I do when I'm hungover. Yeah. Well, but like from a, from because a pre- if I go out feeling fresh as a daisy, there's no telling what I'll order. You could, you could let, you know, you're in a dancing mood. I could dance. Yeah. I could dance. I might be like, ooh, yeah, I'll get scrambled eggs with avocado. Yeah. Sure. Not a problem. But if it's just more of a hung thing and we're not at home eating KFC or fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah. If I'm then, not balls deep in a zinger box, yeah. then, you know. I'm also a big breakfast man. I like two poached eggs, a sausage, hash brown, beans, sourdough toast, avocado, mushies. Sometimes as well, if I'm like, if I'm, if I'm fragile, fragile, and the thought of getting runny yolk all over my hands is just too much for this young scat hungover boy to handle. Then he might even turn to the ham and cheese toasty 
and and give that a whirl. Yep. You know what I mean? With some pickles on there and a nice Dijon mustard. Ham and cheese toasties are almost undefeated. They're undefeated, mate. Especially because they're getting better and better and better. They're putting beautiful relish on them everywhere I'm going now. Yeah. There's beautiful like caramelized shit going on. Yep. They're doing them right. Yep. The bread's fantastic. It's toasted beautifully. Like That's sort of getting me going as well. The advancements in the ham and cheese toasty technology. It used to be shit. Yeah. They used to be... They, you, you used to go, oh, ham and cheese toasty, you'd get that. They were always shit. Yeah. They were always not shit, anymore. but not anymore, mate. They've they've gourmet those fuckers up. I tell you what, I'm not that big a fan of, but I'll eat them if it's the only thing. Like if it's the only thing, but a ham and cheese croissant mm. in the ham, when it, in the in the in the sort of comp, the highly competitive industry that is ham and cheese toasties, the croissant, the croissant for me has gone. It's it's dropped the, way. The, I, tell, I tell you what, as, as, as the as the toasty marches onwards and upwards, the yeah. croissant has fallen by the wayside. I tell you why, because most croissants aren't that good. You got to get a good croissant because much like the bacon egg roll, the roll rules supreme. Yeah, you got to get a good croissant. Burklow Bakery for any punters and jubblers that ever come across one, great, great ham and cheese croissant. But I will say this: most are shit. Yeah, because they don't do them right. And, and tell you what else they do. They don't toast them long enough. Oh, is my cheese still cold? If my cheese is still cold, is again, my cheese still try cold? Try it at the Hague. Try it at the Hague. Straight to the Hague. People that don't toast cheese until it's uh, melted yeah. need to be tried at the Hague. That's my opinion. Yep, that's, that's hope that helps. That's the opinion of the podcast. We stand by that. That's for sure. Hope that helps. Uh, good day, boys. Um, first of all, I just want to say shout out to Dale Dave. It's been a tough week for you, mate. I was going to say, like, yeah, I, I, I hope you're all right. Thanks, bro. Um, second of all, boys, just going to say, I've had a weird thought just now. Um, I'm seeing a lot of parallels between the Australian cricket team and the Manly Seagulls, you know, held up by two players, vulnerable, lacking depth. But when they're on, they're on. And their coach is a spiritual mastermind. Tell me what you think. Um, hi, two old boys. Um, yeah, see you soon, I guess. Look, first and foremost, Manly is not just a two-player club. That's the let's thing. Get yeah, that, that was a back. Way. That was a backhand. Let's get that. Let's get that out of the way. And last time I checked, neither were the test the test side. Uh, we've got Warner, the most formidable Smith, bowling side. Manus Labuschagne, Pat Cummins, Nathan Lyon, Stark until injured. Come on, bro. Like if you you got to know your cricket here. Our bowling lineup is the most revered on the planet. Best in class. Best in class. That's first and foremost. Then you got Smudge, greatest since the dawn. You got Dave Warner. You Fuck got Labuschagne. Like, what? That's fucking seven already. Yeah. Tim Payne, Alpha. Now we're at eight. So, so you're off your head there. And then to say that Manly uh, a two team, two player team. What do I mean? Both Trebojevic's, Daly Cherry Evans, uh, Kieran Foran, Kieran Foran, Dylan Walker. Brad Parker, Moses Sully, um, Ruben Garrick, the Tafua. snack, Tafua. Um, I mean, Joel Thompson is just gone, but Curtis Sirenin's there, obviously. Fanua Blake also just Fanua gone. Fanua Blake's yeah. gone. Jack Kajewski, um, Kate Cust. Let's not leave Kate Cust out. Let's not leave Kate out of there. So, um, you know, look. Lachlan Crowe. Better luck next time. Nice try, though, bruh. Better luck next time. You went up to scratch, that's fine. Nah. That's fine. Also, uh, never won a wooden spoon, but have won fuckloads of premierships. All right. Let's move on. Yeah, good day, boys. The Berlin dribbler here. Uh, and good day to the punters and the dribblers. Mm. 
Um, shout out to D or Dave, mate. Um, I know it's been a rough week for you. Keep your chin up, mate. It's a nice. You're doing a good job. Starting a turn. Mm. Starting a turn. I just want to start things off with you know a bit of a a riddle, if you were. How would you find a needle in a haystack? Well, it's a tough contest, but I think I'd call Paul Gallon. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, just kidding. kidding. Uh, Anyway, and speaking of tough men in rugby league. I just want to throw a question to the to the to the panel tonight. <laughs> Your answer to his Paul Kent. <laughs> if anyone was to take him on in a game of fifty cuffs, who would it be, and why? And a supplementary question to Dior. Don't want to don't want to leave Dior out. Dior, mate. Any recommendations for a QV flavor? I am fucking hooked on these things, sure, and banana. you know, looking to change things up a bit. Anyway, who root? Take care, boys. Well, can't go wrong with grape. Grape, lychee, peach. Strawberry banana. I didn't bananas, mind maybe. the mint one I got on the the weekend. Mm. Mints can go either way, though. Some people. Well, the chick know. that was there, that we, that who was the, whoever when we were getting the vapes, we bumped into someone that you guys knew. Shout out to her; she was lovely. Uh, but she, I think, told me that the mint is like the least popular, and I was like, "That's the one I chose." And the guy was like, "Had obviously fuckloads of them because you chose mint." I think so, dude. I mean, again, three sheets to the wind. Well, see, the uh, problem with the mint vapes is that, like, especially if you're out on the night on the booze, you've got that, like, almost as if you just had gum, and then you're pushing back schooners that are cold as well. That's a fucking it's... huge point. I had that yeah. feeling all night. Mm. I had that feeling all night. Mate, when you're as experienced as I am, you, you learn a thing or two. Yeah, too. you're the vape god. Mm. Uh, so, you know. You are the vape god. Lord of the vape. So, what's your, you go grape. It's, it's yeah, what, that's gra- your advice grape, for the dribbler? Grape or peach. Grape or peach. And- lychee, but lychee can be a bit too sweet. But grape, I'm, I'm sussing a grape right now, and it's, you know, grape-like lolly flavors are just, I think, the goat overall. Okay. And Eddie, what did you say? Banana and... Strawberry banana. Two, as in two separate flavors? Or no, together? that's together. Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't know what else he asked. Let's move on. Not mint, apparently. <laughs> That'd be my opinion. G'day, boys. Uh, and... Dior! Dior! Dave! It's uh, Daddy Exotics. Um, I'll try and make it quick before I get cut off for another arse-eating video, but a bit of accidental Dior um, the other day. I found out the one and only Twinkle Toes, Mikey Pembroke, of Married at First Sight fame, happens to play in Eddie's Aussie team. He does. Now, we know what sort of deranged fucking characters these producers hire for these reality shows. So my question to Eddie, given you're probably in the uh, the inner sanctum of, of Mikey, um, is the bloke the full fucking quit? Like, seriously, is he the full quit? Um, and, yeah, anyway, moving on from that, uh, Rock and Rosé is soon, coming in the summer, so the red's going back up on the shelf. And Dior, uh, just get in the car, bruh. Get in the car, it's going to be a hell of a ride. Anyway, Rack and Rose Day soon, boys. Catch it. <laughs> Good to hear, Danny. Good to hear, Danny. Dave, you'll be getting in the car. Mate, Mikey's a, Mikey's a friend, friend of the show. Mm. Uh, he's in the Oztag team. He gets down sporadically, probably comes down every week or every couple of weeks, maybe. Uh, he's got other commitments, obviously. Mm. Look, his decision to go on maths was met with uh, raised eyebrows. I think it's fair to say. We're like, what? Okay, sure. Um... He also had the offer of uh, Love Island, which I think might have been a bit more 
Because Lava Holland's just chonging, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's just chonging. You got your shirt off. He's got a great bod, shirt mm. off, and you're just hooking up and just fucking laying around in the sun. Maybe that would have been more his vibe. I think maps, they edit the fucking shit out of it and make you look like a freak. Um, but, you know, I don't think he loved the experience. <laughs> I don't think he loved it. Yeah. But he's a good man, Mikey. He is a good man. He's a good man who went Probably. on a weird show. And you know what? I don't think anyone's a full quid. You know what I mean? I'm not. I don't think you or I are. Dave no. certainly isn't. I'll give you the hot tip without saying much. Mikey, compared to some people on that show and some of the stories he's told me... Well, I is, watched the show. We all watched it because he was on. nowhere near some of these fucking crazies that go on there. I'll tell you But what, he didn't even seem crazy on the show. He's not. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to say he's not the full quid, these people don't have a quid. That's the thing, right? That's what I'm saying. Mikey, Mikey not a man... Mikey's not like the other people on the show, if you know him at all. Yes. He's a good man. Good man. Who went on a weird show. Who went on a weird show. Good man, weird show. Good, good man, weird show. Good body, probably would better be on Love Island. Where I just reckon it would have suited him better. Yeah. That's my Down opinion. Down the ground, he can dance and he can fuck. He can dance and he can fuck. And he's got his, sh- he's got his bot out and it's great. Yeah. You can't get your bot out enough on on nah, maths. Nah, and you can't do that much fucking because you're only and you're to be stuck fucking... with one bird. Yeah. Like, I mean, he sort of fucked someone else, but like, you know, <laughs> well, he did. Yeah, but I reckon he he would have done better playing the field. That's my opinion. Mm. But yeah, good man, Wicho. Shout out to Mikey. Shout out, bro. Tom, Eddie, Turncoat, Punters, and Dribbles. The past time here in the rugby and. I just want to know, like first time I'm driven, have you ever seen a better player in a beta team than Nicholas Sanchez? For me, there was Palada Canio at West Ham, was very good in a shit team. Football dribble. Yeah. <laughs> Even more recent, Tom Birmingham for Thick Ropes County 11. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to know your thoughts on like, elite players in beta teams. See you soon. Uh, Hayne in the Eels basically dragged him to a fucking grand final. He did. Well, he didn't basically. He no, did. he did drag him to a grand final. They didn't want to be there. He he dragged them kicking and screaming to that grand final. They go, Jared, it's not what we do. No, we don't win premierships. We hate grand finals. We don't like. We don't like any anything about it. Kane Williamson for New Zealand. More recently, of of twenty twenty season fame, Katoni. Katoni for the Broncos. Yeah, Dave for Fedor. He was injured. Um, well, he didn't play at all, yeah. Who came last in the... Who came... Where was, like, the lower sides? Broncos. I mean, um... Fucking... Even Ponga in the Knights for the last few years. Ponga in the Knights a little bit. Uh, you could say RTS mm. for the Warriors. Mm. Fucking Israel Folau in the Wallabies. Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say time. Hooper in the Wallabies. Hooper in the Wallabies. Games, Hooper yeah. now in the Wallabies. Yeah. Folau in the Wallabies. Um. Yeah, Gary Ablett in the Gold Coast Suns. Mm. If you'll allow me, I'll allow it. But I, again, I don't know who else was in the side. So Del Piero in the Sydney FC side. <laughs> Beckham at LA Galaxy. I mean, that's probably it. Mm. That I mean, Kane probably, Williamson in, in Kane Williamson in New Zealand. New Zealand, Zealand side. Time. That's a big one. That's a big one, right? That's a big one. 
Trent Bolt's good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's go. Tom, Eddie, D or Dave, punters and dribblers. Long-time caller, first-time listener. I'm standing here in the valley, um, looking around at a lot of smiling faces, and I uh, just want to say quickly commiserations on the origin loss this year. Glaringly obvious that New South Wales just do not understand origin. Fuck, bro, we um, moved on from that. And I think us in Queensland, we all know that. Um, we just get it. We know how to win. Um, like Hitman's dribble. Yeah. I just want to run a quick brushes with Lamb. Um, just ran into um, Brad Thorne of All Blacks, Queensland Maroons, Kangaroos, and Queensland Reds coach. Okay? Uh, two observations about him. First, he's a behemoth of a man. Well spotted. Absolutely huge. Would probably have a huge cock, I would say. <laughs> Second of all... He was in Woolworth in the Great Brisbane suburb of Ashgrove, and he was buying TV snacks. You know, the little chocolate-covered fucking biscuits. Yeah, we know. We know what TV snacks are, bro. Come on, bro. And the reason I was in Woolworth is because I was doing a bit of a deal day. I'd been knocking back a few, you know, vast saxophones, and I was looking for some snacks. And I've got to say, Brad Thorne inspired me to get... Some TV snacks for myself in the state I was in. So it got me wondering, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you do, but if, if you were to knock back a few glass saxophones, what would be your snack of choice? Really interested to hear uh, your answer. Thanks, boys. See you soon. Look, I'm more of the vegan cigarette type operator, but I also, I, I my early twenties. To mid twenties were certainly, you could have found me huddled around a. Uh, I was going to say glass Barbie, not a glass Barbie. Uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a face. It was a the little sun bug I had um, <laughs> that Steph got me for my eighteenth birthday, and then I continued oh, to smoke cones out that's of romance. Right there. It was I know, romance. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's it's quickly descended into her like most regretted fucking purchase probably of her life. Uh, Listen, I feel like we're dealing with maybe a younger a younger dribbler here because he doesn't seem to have ever heard of TV snacks. Dave, have you heard of TV snacks? Of course I've heard of TV okay, snacks. Okay, yeah, I don't know if it's yeah. an age thing. Maybe he's just fucking sheltered. Was he mm. from Queensland? Sound like it. Um, I was trying to think about what we did in Bathurst. We used to nip down to Macca's quite a lot. Mm. Macca's certainly, but I like... When you go like you're down to the 7-Eleven and you go and fucking just load up on shit... Mm. I'm a big kind of sours and gummies kind of guy. Oh, you're more of a lollies operator. I'm more of a lolly. I wouldn't be lying. I'd be chocolate. I'm a chocolate. Yeah, I'm a chocolate. I'm a. I'm certainly chocolate and ice cream vibes like the uh, those pods. Oh yeah, pods. Pods, I'd Mm. say, is more of my adult vegan cigarette options. I'd go a Snickers. Snickers. I'm a Snickers pod guy as well. Or Twix pods. Twix pods were good. I still prefer Snickers. Snickers. Well, Snickers is the greatest chocolate bar of all time. So that's I understand that. But uh, Twix pods also good. Uh, just your straight up and down Cadbury dairy milk. Can't go wrong. Can't Fruit go wrong. and nut. Mm. Fruit and nut. Uh, Refrigerated. Yeah, yeah, your Maxi Bon ice creams. Maxi Bons were great. The half biscuit, half ice cream vibe is a real nice touch, you know? Ice you cream a, first, biscuit second. Biscuit always mm. second. If you eat biscuit first, then you're a fucking sick... You're a, <laughs> you're sick, a sick puppy because then you're puppy. holding the fucking ice cream, yeah, melting yeah, yeah. it all over your hands. No, 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 no. you got to be smarter Switch on, bro. you got to be smarter than that. Um... 
Then obviously your Doritos are a good go-to. Burger rings. Burger rings, cheesels. Burger rings are are underrated. Very much so. Yeah, because everyone thinks cheesels are your best ring-based uh, chip and Patristi's got a lot of airtime, but burger rings fly under the radar. They do. There's a there's a taste to the burgering which is like almost a bit more brasserie style. It's like yeah, you know, it's like I'm going. It's to a bit more of, highbrow. It's boutique. It's boutique. Yeah. It's, it's highbrow. Boutique. It's a highbrow boutique yeah. option. Oh wait, am I in a brasserie? Yeah, yeah, oh, no- <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are the burger rings brasserie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, look, I mean, I, have, I think we sort of lined that up pretty well. Tell you what I had the other day. was just strolling through. When uh, did I get a – what did I get? I got a steak in Woolworths. So I was just strolling through on my way to the counter. Mm. Stumbled across the uh, the yogurt section mm. and thought, oh, shit, am I in the yogurt section? Yeah, yeah, I am. Fuck, I haven't had a yogurt mix in a long time. <laughs> Went and got one. Yogurt mix, choc choc chip. It was sensational. Yeah. They had like it, it. You know what? It was as good as it ever has been. Yeah. yeah. Didn't skip a beat. Hadn't I go, holy beat. shit! Are you still turning up, Yogo? Are you still yeah. doing the damn y- thing? Yogo's nine to five has been for fucking decades. Decades. Do you know what Yogo is, bro? Is, is Yogo the plain chalky, or is it the like you fold it and kind that's of? A that's a Yogo mix. mix. Yeah, that's a Yogo oh, that's mix. That's a Yogo mix. You can put okay, the nut yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. Or the Yogo's chip. used to be huge. I'm pretty sure Yogo mix is the only thing that's hanging on. Based by what oh, I was really? seeing in there. Well, see, there used to also be obviously there off the, the back one? of the yogurt. No, well, off the back of the yogurt, the yogurt itself spawned a whole range of these things. There was the Milo version, mm. not under the yogurt brand, but same vibe, <laughs> uh, and that was delicious. Obviously, not bested, uh, didn't best yogurt. But then there was, you know, the Rollo chocolates. So yeah. they're like the little buttons of chocolate cut, and there's caramel inside. They did a yogurt. A, a Rolo Yogo inspired thing, and it was, it was a mix. It was Yogo, and then down the bottom, like fucking fourth quarter of the thing, it was just caramel. And then you just mix that shit up and get into it. Now, is that diabetes in a tub? Yeah, it is. But but that were healthy servings. Yeah, in terms of they weren't that big. No, they weren't that big, but you could get through a few if you wanted to. But they were a great they were a great lunchbox filler. Uh, but not at my household. Mm. Were we talking about this, about how you can't advertise fucking kids' foods anymore? Remember roll-ups? Do you, do you mm, remember roll-ups? Yeah, oh, my God. Where it was like, every day the school. whole thing was like real fruit flat out, and they'd have a, a, a roller going over apples and shit. Yeah. It was like, well, that's not exactly what it is. It's actually more just like sugar tape. I was where Roll-ups were sort of like, we were allowed twisties and shapes and Dunkaroos every now and then, roll-ups every now and then. But, I mean, all the good stuff. I don't know what they eat. Carrots and shit now. Yeah. It's, it's pretty ordinary. It's like horse food now. We really used to have like a that. bit of Devon and tomato sauce sandwich. If you were lucky, the sauce had bloody saturated the bread, which is always a nice treat <laughs> yeah, yeah, at yeah. lunchtime. S- soaked fucking Fuck bread. Fucking hell. Yeah. But that was, that was childhood, man. Yeah. That was good. My Plenty recess, of sugar. Yeah, my recess most days was like- LCM bars? Yeah. I had a, I had a popper, a little just juice. Yeah. I had an apple because I had to balance out the tiny teddies or like mammy noodles T- and tiny roll Ones with the chocolate backs, you can only get them in the box, though. Mm. God, I crave for them in a little packet. Yeah, I just like just straight up and down fucking chocolate tiny teddy. Oh, that yeah, but do you remember the ones with the vanilla ones? I know the, the, the chocolate, back. I know the the chocolate, chocolate back. teddy, don't worry yeah, about yeah. it. I don't remember them. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate backs were phenomenal. LCMs, where'd you go? Would you go the chocolate ones or the, or the vanilla nah, ones? Mm. I just, I'm a straight up and down yeah. LCM guy. Yeah, yeah, the original one. But again, like, none of this shit. I just can't believe, like, not to be all, like, health conscious, but... 
to give that sort of shit to a child is well. We didn't know of the effects of sugar at the time, Tom. Yeah, look, I mean, I was given it by my parents, so I'm not. I'm not blaming. This is pre-internet. This is pre-internet. You know what I mean? If Kellogg said it was play on, it was play play on. on. And just quickly, I mean. LCM's always a spot for you on the show if you feel like kicking some cash our way or just some LCM's, so don't worry about that. I wouldn't mind having one just to see how they go down, the goal. I mean, well, we could just do a podcast where we just... They were a bit marshmallowy from memory, weren't they? Well, yeah, they yeah, but they were, they were sturdy, mate. They were chewy. Yeah. I remember when they came out and it was like, get out of yeah, town. They, what is and they this came, new They thing? came in with a bit of fucking gusto they they as well. Came it was in like, with, they made, oh, a, made waves. This is back in the day when if you had an LCM in the lunchbox, you were flexing on yeah. everybody. Everyone. That's like, you know, Dude, what you like, had in your lunchbox said a lot about you and the man you were. Or woman you were. Yeah. But yep. I'm talking for men here because I was one. No, I did correct. You You are one. Yeah. I don't know what they were getting. I don't, were we all eating the same thing? I think so. I don't think that the, the, the recesses were gender specific, right? Maybe. I don't I know. Think it, I wasn't paying it, well, attention. No, I know. But I just think that would have been a whole, like, a, another layer of complexity to the household lunch. Yeah. That's true. What's it's a good, good no, like, it's, you're, you're absolutely LCMs. right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But it was a flex. Shout out to LCMs and the waves they made when they came onto the kids' food market. Yeah. Because it was a big way. You want to talk about printing cash? Kellogg's were fucking rolling. Laughing. Good dribble. Great dribble. Yeah, g'day, my broskies. It's uh, the hairy dribbler here. I'm uh, I'm ringing in from my uh, post-season presentation dinner from the rugby club I play for on the Sunshine Coast. Shout out to the Lighthouses. Uh, Blink, blink, bruh. (laughs) A question for you. Uh, What... As a as an athlete or a social athlete or, or any kind of athlete, what's acceptable to shave? Because I'm personally, I, I'm a I, I shave my le- I'm, a, I'm a hairy bloke, you know. I, I shave my chest and back um, for an aesthetics reason. I, I shave my legs for performance. Um, so I'm sitting next to a bloke who, who shaves his arm. Uh, Is he just, a swimmer? Oh, I'm. I'm he, he thinks he strapped his wrist. Uh, he strapped his wrist. Sorry, I, uh, I've also been partial to a wrist strap, and I, I shave my wrist. I wear a watch. I don't know if that's acceptable. Anyway, uh, no. This bloke shaves the entire arm. Um, anyway, feel no. free to discuss. Be soon. Love you, boys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Eddie, you're in terms of shaving yourself, probably imminently qualified to talk there. Do you shave your back? No. Have you? Is there a need to? I can't remember. What Not really. Like. I'm all right. How would but women I, go about shaving their back? This is what I would say. Oh, this is what I would say. If if you got a really hairy back, then I'd be getting it waxed or lasered. Yeah. That's what I'd be doing. That if was you, if you if you're not happy with it. If you're not happy with it, that's my advice. Everything else, if you want to, if you're if you've got a fucking hairy chest, you want to trim that up a little bit. I wouldn't get rid of it. No. But you if can you, trim it back. It's if like you it's manscaped. If, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to scape yourself. Then I think that's play on in terms of Manscaped, shaving promo code dribbler. In terms of shaving off, your legs, unless shaving. you're playing rugby league football at a higher level, I can't allow it. The shaving of of arms, you've lost me completely there. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're talking you about. You don't shave your arms. Why do you why are you shaving your arms? Also, to I get a wrist say, strapped. I'd say this: shaving lasts for like two days. Makes it worse. Then you got to go again. Yeah. Like if you hate your arm hair that much, I'd be lasering it off. Because the thought of having to shave your arms every two days I makes used me to anxious. Get strapping at school are for my ankles and my knee, and I don't think I even shave my legs. But like, just it takes two seconds to rip off. 
if you if you if you play footy every single weekend and you get taped heavily because you're busted, like yeah, I can understand it. Maybe you should stop playing. Maybe you should stop playing because it sounds like you've been through the wars, mate. Yeah. If you if you're getting taped that heavily, and also what do you do in summer? Do you still shave your arms? When you're playing cricket? Because they're getting thicker. You know that? The hair's getting thicker. It's getting thicker. It's getting thicker. Dave, you're kind of hairy. I'm a bit of a hairy guy, which is good because I'm not the tallest bloke, so the hair kind of makes up for that. Otherwise, people would just think I'm 12 years old. That's true. But, if yeah. you didn't have the beard you had, you could be fucking You do have a good beard. 12. Yeah. You've got a strong beard. You I'm got, lucky with that. You two got great beards. My beard's fucked. Have you actually got a bit of a goatee going on? I, You know, actually, I trimmed it on the weekend and I left you the do goatee have a, a little goatee. bit more. I yeah. thought so. Mm. Thinking about shaving it off and just leaving the mo. I don't know. I respect that. The goatee will be hard for me to handle with you and you with the goatee every day, but I also would like that. Yeah. I'd like it. I think I have done the goatee once for like a week, a couple of years ago. See, I'm, my problem. I'm, I'm over to the goatee. I, my, the way my beard grows, my beard is super thick in the goatee area and then on the sides, despite it, the way it may look, it's quite sparse. I have to let it grow out and then it looks like a thick, luxurious beard, right? But then I trimmed it back the other day using the old uh, Manscaped 3.0 pubes and beard. Sue me. Uh... <laughs> And I went too short. Fucked up. My fault, not the manscapes. That's a damn sure. It is short. Well, it's coming back now. I don't mind it, though. No, this is fine now. This is growing back. But when it was short, the thickest part is the goatee. So even though it was all technically the same length, I have a goatee. And I walked into work and they're like, you got a goatee, bro? And I'm like, uh... And what I realized is, because that was how my beard used to be all the time, I've been rocking a goatee from like fucking 23, 22, 23, all the way up to like 29. I was like, that's just how it looks when it's short, but I could never really see it for the fact that I had a goatee. And no disrespect to goatees. My old man often has a goatee, but like, I didn't, yeah. I'm, I'm not a goatee man. Goatees are uh, a particular. Goatees it can be a big day. <laughs> And I didn't realize. I didn't want to say it, but they can be. I'd been unwittingly rocking a goatee for about seven years. <laughs> goatees could be a huge day, and we've always said that. In fact, I feel like that's one of those unwritten. But it's, also well, it's rules. I think, goatees I, can be a big day. It's, I mean, yeah, I mean that's sort of birds and the bees stuff, right? Yeah, you know, part and parcel. Do this you touch tables, eat your veg. Yeah, just this is how know, you make love, and this is just know that goatees can and be no a big goatees day. are a big day. Can just be. know they not always, but more often than not. This Dave's goatee though not a big day right now because no not, yeah but it's not it's like he's not, it's really, not really rocking a goatee, a goatee no. bro. But you're not you rocking want, a goatee no but no. if you want to that's fine but it'll be a big day <laughs> <laughs> know that know that let's press on uh, happy Sunday uh, Tom and Eddie Dior uh, punters and dribblers it's uh, Nilso no alias. Um, my nickname at the moment. Um, just giving a quick quick dribble. Just watching the, the cricket 2020 on a Sunday. Uh, bit of a disagreement with the, the run out there, which I'm sure you boys have already touched on the show. Um, what I'm asking is um, what current rugby league players, or I want to say current, maybe in the last five years, do you think could swing a bat or bowl a ball? So which rugby league players would be... Uh, Decent at cricket. Joey. I've got a couple. My first one would be Cooper Cronk. He's obviously retired now, but he's played in the last five years. I feel like he would be like a real throbber in the game of cricket. And the, um, the other one, yeah, Connor Watson. I reckon Connor Watson might, yeah, Connor could hit might be pretty good in the wiki keep position. So, uh, yeah, 
just let me know who you think uh, what rugby league players would be great be at cricket. See you soon, boys. Love you all. Love your work. Um, yeah, change your face to your. <laughs> I think Tommy Turbo could bowl his big six foot three dick off. Oh yeah, yeah. Six foot four, maybe even. Can you just check how tall Tommy Turbo is? I know that's not what we've been asked, but I just want to know that. Fast, seam up. Fast, seam up, hitting the deck hard. He'd hit the deck. Oh, fuck yeah, mate. He'd be bowling 170, I reckon. He'd blow his shoes out, put yeah. it that way. Oh, yeah. He's six foot four. Yeah. No one to go through more fuck shoes. Fuck, that's big, dude. No one to go through more shoes. Six it, foot four. Mm. He'd blow him out. He'd blow him out. Mate, his arm had basically released the ball in front of the bowler's face. He's so big. Oh, yeah. Big boy. Mate, a lot of chin music from Tommy Turbo. Jake probably could bat as well. I'm not sure. I assume so. Um, Joey, obviously. Joey, obviously. Uh, I think Kieran. Sorry to stick with Manly, but I think Kieran could probably fucking turn a ball a mile if he had to. Oh, he'd have a, he'd have, he'd have a, he'd have a good leg break. And then he could dig in and get to T. Kieran has got a lot of resolve. Yeah. A lot of resolve. He's tough. He's hard. He knows to see, He knows how to take, you know, lacquer off nut. I reckon he could see us into tea. And he's resilient in terms of the injuries he's come back That's from. That's what I mean. He'd see, he'd see, he'd see to stumps. Yeah. Kieran. I reckon DC, he could probably play a bit of cricket. Do you reckon someone like uh, Caleb Ponga, athlete, all-rounder, like those pure athletes can often fucking swing well. Yeah. Like. What about Brad Parker? I reckon he'd be pretty good. You know what he'd do? Yeah. He'd front like, foot, boof. front foot, defensive, real solid. No, yeah, loud call. No run, no run there. Um, I think Moses Sully would be all right. Ruben Garrick, I reckon Ruben could bat, swashbuckling, hot as fuck, probably open, broad chested. You know what Ruben would do? He'd bat without a lid on. A hundred percent, and he'd fucking carry his bat. He'd, he'd bloody yeah. he'd open the batting, and then he'd be there at the end of the day. He'd have his helmet off and his lid off. Yeah, and he'd be poof. yeah, bang, front foot. Oh, is that a cover drive? Cade Cust, yep. fucking on the art. quick, quick wristed with the bat, mm. flashing the blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he played like, he'd play down leg a lot. I reckon Cade. Yeah, don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good off his pads. Yeah, yeah, really good off his pad. Just whip, yeah. whip down the on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whip down outside. He yeah, his wagon wheel would just be fucking ninety percent. It looked like Steve. Well, Steve, he's all over the ground these days, but can go fucking very heavy down yeah. leg. Curtis Sirenin, pretty good. Good on drive, Curtis here. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good on really drive. Good. Really good. I'm just thinking of every other, like any other NRL players in the whole competition. Um, I mean, I reckon Pappenhausen could steam in with some good Yorkers. Nah. Nah, Jack Kajewski would be pretty good though. No, Jack would be good. Jack would be great. Yeah. He'd be unreal. I reckon Jack would be pretty fucking red hot. Lock and Croker would be a good 12th man. Croker would be good. He'd run the waters, He'd but it's the waters. like, mate. But plenty of chat. Get the boys up and around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of good chat from Croker. I reckon um, Cameron Munster and Keeper. Uh, nah. Yeah, maybe those hands, safest hands in the league. Yeah, I mean, it's got I don't good know. chat as well. Got a bit of flair. Marty Tapao though, I reckon Marty'd be a, Marty with the gloves on. Yeah, Marty'd be good with the gloves. Long hair as big well. Hands. Big hands, big hands, big hands. Got big dinner plate. He's got hands. big bloody like he's he's obviously a power lifter, so he can get down and up real quick. His legs are push, strong. Push, 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 sort of stuff. Push, push. Taniela Paseca, you tell me that guy couldn't catch a ball any at any place, any time. Mm. Strong arm. He'd be good at silly mid. Yeah, I think so. Right in there, right, right under in the there, barking, boom. Under the lid. Imagine looking up right and seeing Baseka there. You go, fuck me, dead. I can't hit the ball. You'd even nick it. You couldn't hit around him. You'd nick it. Yeah. We, exactly. Just stand him in front of the ball. Yeah. He'd take one on the jats. Hundred percent. Well, he'd have a fucking iron cock. <laughs> <laughs> Just wrap it around the boys. You'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, mate. It'd be fine. That thing. Would, yeah. That thing. Would, like, you got a you know, shield there, bro. Yeah, yeah. Use it. He'd no worries about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. He wouldn't feel it. And it hit him and he'd yeah, he'd whip it. it back up and catch it. Catch it. See ya. Hey, got him, yes. Yeah. Bold, bold turbo caught Paseca's cock. Yeah. Yeah. He'd take a couple of catches this summer. Like an elephant's trunk. Mm. How they can pick up food and shit. Yeah, I get it. Oh, you get it? Yeah. And drink um, water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what? Use it to feed themselves? Yeah, blow, yeah. sip up water and blow yeah. it into his mouth. Yeah. Sick up bloke and <laughs> down the gob. So they're probably the NRL players, I would say. I can't even anymore. So no. the whole Manly squad, pretty much? Well, I mean, yeah, we didn't say that, didn't, did we? I didn't say that. I mean, I don't know. Looked, I mean, if... if I the shoe fits. If the shoe fits. Let's continue before I run out of puff. Hmm. Hey, lads. Uh, just a quick brushes with Quaid you might be interested in. Um, the year was 2009. Me and the uh, Golden Shower Dribbler were close to finishing up a night in Brisbane CBD. Found ourselves with a couple of kebabs sitting outside the Vic, um, opposite the shit show that was the Stock Exchange Hotel. Uh, next minute, we see what seemed to be an R&R-fueled quaid spill out from the Stock and onto the street. GSD and I share a glance and mention we have every chance of a late-night show here. In true to form, quaid didn't disappoint. He engaged in pretty standard pest-like behaviour, bouncing from civilian to civilian, until one group of lads didn't appreciate his dance a whole lot. Obviously outnumbered, Quaid retreated across the street to find some reinforcements. He threw his arm around me and whispers, let's go hook these guns. <laughs> and in the same breath, pilfers a previously mentioned kebab from my mitt and devours two large bites, all the while keeping pretty good eye contact. <laughs> Returned what was left and then disappeared into the night. Pretty well above board for Quaid's standards, to be honest, though, and don't hold much against him. <laughs> Shout out to the hitman for opening the gate on this one. Haven't heard a Facebook R&R trial from you in a while, bloke. Reach out. Cheers, lads. Cheers, soon. Uh, love a brush with Quaid. That's, I don't know what else to say about it. Quaid, it. Sounds like Quaid was an operator. Sounds when like he was like the, the babs. Yep. Who doesn't? All right, last one. Final dribble. Uh, good morning, lads. It's Shortbread Queen here. I just wanted to wish you both and dear Dave a big Merry Christmas. As of Saturday, you guys have received your first monthly subscription for us. Um, I'm more than happy to send you some more if you want some more. Uh, continue with the dribble and yarns. I'm enjoying it very much, and I definitely need it through till the 24th as unstopped work on the 24th through to the end of January. So continue with the dribble and yarn, guys. Speak to you guys soon. See ya. Bye. Shortbread Queen, Cupcakes and Cakes by Anna Maria. Can you just get the Instagram up so I say the right thing? Yeah. Punters, dribblers. Queen of the Shortbread. Obviously, the official shortbread of the podcast. Uh, shout out to Anna Maria and her hot boy, Grinzy. Good friend of the show as well. We've had a couple of beers at Grinzy before and got to say, love a schooner with Grinzy. But we, um, like you got them sent to you, didn't you, Dior? But we've got care packages. Uh Courtesy of, of Anna Maria. Yep. Cakes, cupcakes, Anna Maria, all one word, one N in Anna Maria. There you but, go. There um, we pers go. Personal delivery service. It was great delivery. And I've already tucked into my bits of the shortbread. Do your Dave starting to feel some of the, the perks of top the heat mm. sort of podcast yeah. this stuff? This is what you, know, you get, mate. It's a nice life, yeah. you mate. Get, you get best in class shortbread dropped to your home, mate. Yeah. And so actually, uh, based on the dribble before, actually, as well, shortbread after a few Hong Kongs as well. Can't go wrong, Well, mate. there you go. I can devour a whole packet of shortbread. So, I mean, 
what we got here is look, she's even got Bracey on a cookie here. You and I and Bracey here, and it's got nude soon written on there. That's Fuck a, off it. That's a touch of class. Oh my god. That is all class. I think we should at least have because there's a couple of those nude soons on there of Bracey. I feel like we should at least try the Bracey one, right? Should we try Bracey? Let's try Bracey. Now, look, full respect, but I don't have the fingernails. <laughs> You know, capable of opening this. Have you got a knife on you or something? Really? No, I got a car key. If that helps. Well, you think I just carry a knife around? Well, me? you might, dude. Well, I don't actually, know. with all the licks I've been taking lately, Man, I might. You need might to. have to yeah. start packing. People are coming after me. I mean, Jesus Christ, Anna Maria, tying these things up tight. Lovely card here as well. Oh, I didn't see the card. Read it. Oh, Tom, Eddie, and D or Dave, we just want to say thank you for getting us through 2020. What a shit fucking year. Yeah. Well, you're dead right. You saved us with the weekly podcast. I keep keeping us updated with sport and everyday news plus added podcast into news. These are for interviews. you. Interviews. Jesus Christ, Edward. <laughs> These are for you and your families to enjoy. 2021, there will be a monthly subscription. When you get a space, when you get a space. You thought I was bad at reading. Well, well, look, I'm just, I'm not used to good handwriting. That's that's, that's the long and the short of it. Yeah. Mine's fucking appalling, and it's about the only thing I can read now. No one steals anything. Ha ha. Enjoy every crumb and a shortbread queen plus Grinzy boy. Love it. Love it. All right. Got to give these things a fucking road mm. test on air. I mean, let's be real. Can I get this thing open? Can I get it open? The Luke Bracey nude soon, Bicky. We'll put a photo of it up on the old gram. You're going to have some of this with me, Edward, I assume? Yes. There we go. You get the nude soon. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Nice cup of tea. Yeah. Perfect. Fucking nice. As predicted, delivers again. What's that handle again, Dave? That handle again is... Cakes, cupcakes, Anna Maria, all one word, one N on the Anna. Yeah. And find them on Instagram. That's what it's all about. Order some for Chrissy. Seriously, your family will love you. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. This isn't a paid ad either. No, we don't. No, well, paid and short, bread. Well, yeah, that's true. But, you know, you get it. That's, that's good shit. stuff. That's good shit. You taste pretty good. I just had your face. I just like Bracey. Mm. Is he hot? Yeah. Tastes a big... That's a podcast. I've seen Punish Rivers. I subscribe five stars. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs> <laughs>